Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us. This is season... Shit, she's been... Season 19, episode 1. Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. I'm the other Dave. I am Proby Tim. Shut up, Tim. Oh, man, <laughs> and already it starts. You let this guy in the door, see what happens? I know, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Uh, next week, I should let you know, there won't be a show next Friday because... Why? The, the Foxy Boggards, the Merry Wives of Windsor, and Sportive Tricks will be playing at the Long Beach Petroleum Club. Where? What day? Uh, on St. Patrick's Day, on Friday. In Long Beach. In Long Beach. Yes. S- doors open at 7. Downbeat is 7.30, they say. Get your tickets now. Get your tickets now. Poxyboggards.com slash tickets. We'll take you there. Buy them. There will be a fully stocked bar, or uh, some kind of stock. It will start a fully stocked bar. It will start with a fully stocked bar. It sure won't end that way. (laughs) And they're also serving, like, uh, what is it, corned beef and cabbage and a couple of other things. All traditional St. Patrick's No Irish famine uh, recreations. So, there will be food. Thank you, Mr. Longshanks. (laughs) (laughs) That's history humor. Yeah. If Stork was here, he'd go, ah! Right. He would. Uh, Let's see. If you'd like to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Twitter, happyjacksrpg. Instagram, happyjacksrpg. Blah, blah, blah. Also, I would like to restart... Why listeners have when you know listeners want you don't want to make. Oh. Was that Is right? It, it's no, it's not. I don't remember. Why why listeners make, make when, when you know, know listeners have you, you want to make. You. There you go. So we would like you, our <clears throat> listeners, to go out and put a link or some sort of related thing from it could be a, a link to an AP, it could be a link to the microscope game we just played this last weekend. Just or it could be a show or something else on on the social media outlet of your choice. One thing. And if everyone did that, there would be so much Happy Jack spam, people would get pissed off. It'd be awesome. Because I like pissing people off. I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> you hide it well. I go do. Go forth yes. and multiply. Yes. Indeed. Go forth, go and, forth multiply. and multiply. Propagate. So, so thank you very much. And also I'd like to uh, say hello to the chat room. Subloid is there. Sergito is there. Room. Hey, Subloid. Hey, and Sergito. Oh, they, should be, they should be oh, hearing us at this point, I think. Can you guys hear us so. okay? Can you hear me now? Can well, you hear me now? There's, a, now? there's a lag. Now? Uh, and if you'd can like you to watch now? the show live, you can watch the show live at happyjacks.org slash live. On Friday nights, when we stream the show at 8 p.m. Pacific time, uh, except for next Friday, the 17th, which is also Dritzmas Eve. So it's kind Aww. of a high holy day, so we take that day off. Yeah. Next Friday is Dritzmas Eve? Yeah, because Dritzmas is, is March 18th. Should I better get to shipping then? Yes. Yeah, you need to get your ship together. There's some, some little Happy Jacks listener someplace. Yeah. Waiting with bated breath for his Dritzmas gift. I know that other people have not shipped as well, so I'm okay. I'm not late yet. Okay. It depends on where it's going. That's right. It's not going far. Okay. Oh, and fair build starts tomorrow, so I'd like mm. to keep the show under two hours. Okay. Just, just saying that because I've it starts tomorrow. Build starts tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Rapper starts tomorrow. Wow. In this episode of Happy Chicks Energy Podcast, Lee <laughs> writes in about three things. 
three things. Three things! Marty from Sioux Falls writes in about geography, downtime, and a new GM story. Morgan writes in for advice about strong and unreasonable antagonists. Bill writes in with some convention game thoughts. And Matthew writes in with a story about how to not deal with a bad GM. But before we do this, I kind of want to talk about your Kickstarter, oh, which, yes. is, yes. which has a, a yeah. week left. Yes, yeah, five days. Five days. That's right. Five days. Five, five days. days. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Monkey Fun Studios is finishing up its Kickstarter for Bedlam Hall. And uh, we re- actually reached our goal for this one in the first two days, I believe it was. Yeah, our it was original real quick. goal. It was fast. Yeah, for yeah. 6,666. And yeah. our most recent stretch goal was the Not Cursed at All Challenge coin. And we're trying to make it up to the 20K level in order to allow people to get a, a copy of the RPG, which we uh, debuted as a playtest at Strategicon Gruel Truck, where you get to basically run a a food truck in Middle Earth. (laughs) So that is there, and if you want to... That's also powered by the apocalypse? It's a little... Kind of, but not really. It's a little bit of everything. It's it's what we're calling a mini RPG because it's meant for like it, it's part of what we're calling the Friday night games, where basically everybody gets together, has a few beers, orders some pizza, and play a game. Like but a party game. if everybody dies at the end, you go, "Oh, we all died," and then yeah. nobody mm-hmm. goes home butthurt because everybody had a good time. Kind of a beer and pretzely kind of game, Indeed. yeah. So. Excellent. And if you'd like to check that out, our website is monkeyfunstudios.com or find us on the Facebooks or the Twitters or the, the Google Plus if that's your thing. Cool. So, mm-hmm. If you work at Google and you are contractually obligated to use Google Plus. <laughs> I use Google Plus all the time. Actually, Google I Plus do is too. good. I don't. There's a lot of uh, old school gaming shit stuff. There yes. really is. That's, oh, that's like where it lives on the internet now. Mm hmm. And JackerCon yeah. takes place on. And JackerCon, yeah. It's true. It, well, well, that might not be... Not Google Plus. It, Google Hangouts. Yes. Yeah, but there community. is the the, yeah. the community is on yeah. That's true. Plus. That's true. There is. Uh, actually, uh, is it Bayroon has made a a happy oh, ja- yeah. or JackerCon portal? Yes. Oh. JackerCon.com, I think. Is it right? I so maybe someone in the chat room will, will remind me, but oh. I think it's Jack. But you go Let's in and you check. can register and you can set up a game and people can sign up for your game and mm-hmm. you you know that there's a Happy Jacks community on G Plus too. You know that, right? Yeah, I started it. Okay, it's <laughs> it's still there. Uh, is there anything in it besides spam? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, jackercon.com. Oh, I need to share the link to the Malort Pie. Pretty. You, yes, you do. The Malort Pie was fantastic. Eight days until Jackercon. 62, which one is that? Someone's had Jack a birthday. A Malort pie? Yes. Yeah, hate flavored pie. That has to be the worst thing in the world. Everybody gets to walk be a ninja. The they do, they do. <laughs> I'll just, I'll make sure that I carry on my elder sign. This looks pretty awesome. So, yeah, if you want to go, go to jackercon.com and you can sign up, and it starts in eight days. Eight days. Eight days! Yes. God, I better get writing then. Yes, if you're going to run something, I, <laughs> and two hours of I keep Isn't saying the no, theme. Everyone gets to be a ninja. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you know what though? Time. You know what though? That was always a problem for me finding games that fit the theme. And uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who originally started it. Kurt, DT? No, DT. DT Pines. Yeah, he made a post. He was like, "The theme doesn't mean anything. Just run a game. You God run, damn it, run a game. Just right. do that." So I was like, "Oh." 
That's amazing. So what will you be doing to me? Uh, I'm going to... I'm, I didn't want to talk too much about this yet because I didn't want to... Oh, 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 no, no, no. no, no, no. He didn't want to say he was going to do it and then not do it. That's, it yeah, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm writing a... I'm writing an old school inspired low powered hero oh, game. Oh, the, the armor. Armor, yeah. yeah and it's uh, it's um, it, it's it's kind of based on like a swords and wizardry white box kind of feeling. Very old school. But um, based off of. But it's it's strongly influenced by um, Agents of Shield, yes. the Marvel Agents nice. of Shield okay, TV cool. show. So it'll be you're playing basically uh, uh, secret agents. Who are all enhanced in some way, whether that's via a, a whole bunch of training, or you know, you actually have powers or whatever. I didn't say it. Don't look at me. You didn't say what? Nothing. nothing. What? Nothing. Nothing. What? Don't nothing. I don't trust super you. Super agents with training and super powers. Yeah, kind of. Why? No, it's cool. What am I missing here? Nothing. Hey, Stu, what's the first question? Or the first letter oh, we got? Oh, okay. Kimmy, you would yell at you. Well, actually, the door no. Is open. no. No, no, no one can see the door. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, it's, off, cool. it's off camera. And there was a, another, well, it's not really an announcement, but like an update for what's going on right now. Uh, both Gina and I recently backed uh, Mark Plemons' Mashed RPG, yes. which is now shipped this week. That's okay. based off of. Uh, I know everyone's going to think, oh, it's based off of like the, the TV show, but no, actually he went to the original source material of what it was like to be a uh, surgical hospital in you know, Korea during the 50s, and it's actually really good. Uh, very happy to get our copies, and uh, yeah. look forward again, maybe running that in the near future. That'd be awesome, because I, I know uh, Jib is looking at that too, because it, it looks like a pretty cool game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for excited that, Mark about Clemens that. Mashed. I would very much like to play <clears throat> in a Powered by the Apocalypse game. So you shall. I'll make so that let happen. it be written. Yeah. I just got my copy of Coriolis. Uh, the Fria Liga, the, which I've totally said wrong, I'm sure. It's Free League in, in American, mm-hmm. in Merkin. English, in Merkin. Merkin. Uh <laughs> The folks who brought you Mutant Year Zero... Um, and I'm super excited because I'm going to start a campaign of that shortly. Awesome. I it's cannot remember the name of the system, but the system you said was based very similar to Streets of Fire. Oh, uh, 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 Tears and Kisses in the Rain. That's it. When are you going to run that? I. That's my plan. Uh, Timmy needs to be in that. I need to do, yeah. And you need to be in that. Timmy and I will be in yeah. that. Yeah. Timmy? No, I'm looking forward to that. Because that would be, that's uh, some... It's what my mom called me. Really? So. Oh yeah. Where do you think I picked it up? <laughs> you called the. You called hey, Proby. Hey. You called Proby's mom. Do you have a, you have a gammy leg with a little cane? I, I used to. Aww. No. Okay. Okay. I know you want to hurry, but but crazy story. When I was in elementary school, <laughs> I uh, w- uh, on the weekend that my grandmother passed away, we had gone up to Big Bear with some friends who had a cabin, and uh, um, you didn't bring her with you, did you? No, no, no. My yeah. folks, my folks had to leave, and they left us up there. Well, That's a movie. I went out and broke the crap out of my leg. I shattered oh. my kneecap and I put a diagonal break in my shin. How old were you? I was like fourth grade. Oh my god! Now, on top of that, I also wore thick bottle cap glasses and I had an eye patch because they were doing astigmatism. They were trying to fix my astigmatism. So after that, 
I was walking. What about your headgear for your teeth? Do you have that too? <laughs> and the scoliosis break. I was, I was walking around like. Did you have one shoe? Did you have one shoe where the the Hold sole on. was taller? Than I, had, I, I was walking around <laughs> oh, with no. an eye patch, big glasses, <clears throat> a cast on my leg, crutches, the whole nine yards. They thought my dad was a child abuser. Oh my God, you're a Judd Apatow. Or I, 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 I was. I was in a. I was in a full length. A full and length, alone. I know a full, a full length um, fiberglass cast for like three months. Wow. A full length, no, full length plaster for three months. Full length fiberglass for three months. Half, uh, half, um, half decaf. Uh, yeah, half plaster for like two months. Half fiberglass for two months, and then after that, I got to wear an awesome set of. Um, you ever seen Forrest Gump? Yes. You, you know the braces? The, the, no. The, the shoe with the two braces yeah, that went yeah, out and yeah. the leather strip right under my knee. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Run, Proby, run. Run, Proby, run. It was great. <sighs> yeah, it was horrible. You're so well adjusted. I am. That's and I, to think I turned out like this That's after all that. That's a formative age. You're like 10, right? It explains right? a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of imagining you with the eye patch and the glasses and the, and the it was, rope. It, wow. It was horrible. Wow. That's why you're strong. That's that's right. So everybody yeah. in the chat room and everybody watching this, yeah. now you have your next NPC. <laughs> and name you name them Tim and have them just go by. Just Kaplunk. walk by. Kaplunk. Kaplunk. Little kid Kaplunk. with the braces. Kaplunk. That'd be Kaplunk. great. Kaplunk. Oh who has to turn his head all the way around to see in every direction because there's no peripheral. Oh great. Kim, you can run covered. all the characters like that. It could be called mild talents. Blade <laughs> wants to know if you had an iron halo for your neck. No, no, no! I didn't. I oh, was, the little I, thing that goes here that bolts to you. No, no, no! I was. I was did I was you wear the thing. cone of shame? No, I never wore the cone of shame. Oh, wow. but I should have because that would have just completed that motif. I was. I was thinking about at one point like sending one of my kids to school with one of those just to see what happens. <laughs> Say, no, you got to wear this because you might start chewing on your stitches. But none of them ever had stitches. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was a good story. Three things well from Lee. <laughs> Hello again First, as you read my suggestion about Dr. Douche kneeling As you read my suggestion about Dr. Douche kneeling with his hands behind his head I realized that if they shoot him And if it's a superhero campaign I would retroactively make this make him a body double Or LMD Oh yeah The next day There would be footage of the execution all over the news networks If the players aren't going to play heroes Let them be villains or at least anti-heroes Dealing with the consequences of that choice How does that work out by the way? What? Playing an anti-hero There's no anti-hero There's no hero part of no You're just anti? Yeah (laughs) (laughs) What's mine is mine (laughs) That character sheet really just needs one aspect (laughs) That's right That's all you follow Mine, mine, mine (laughs) Mine Second, as you talked about the big reveal, I started thinking about the reasons a person might think something is really cool but not react in the way that you hope. Usually, as we GM, we say things and have PCs do things that we think aren't important, and we immediately forget about them. The players often think these things are important and remember them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Um, Over time, these things add up to some idea of what is happening in the world which is markedly different than your, from your own. I can imagine that when the big reveal comes, some players are busy reconciling which things are actually important, trying to remember things they shrugged off, or simply dealing 
with some amount of disappointment that the cool thing they thought was going to happen is never going to come to pass. I would bet that in more cases than not, the big reveal will be talked about in the future, but only after players have had a chance to reconcile their head canon. Yes? Maybe? Sure. Yeah, there's there's three things. That's the second one. The first one was more of a his like a correction or an addition to his last email. Tomas. Tim. I don't, ha- I don't have a lot of feedback Timmy. on this. Okay. All right. Tim. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I, 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 I don't know. I. I think, I think they're going to be disappointed. I think it actually is disappointment that's going to usually not always, but if you like. It, did you ever read uh, a book by Johnny Nexus? Uh, oh, uh, a game. Game uh, night. Yeah. Have you read that? Uh, I didn't read the whole thing. Well, you should no. finish it. Okay. Because there's read- a big reveal near the end really? of it, which is horrifically lame, and all of the players get pissed off about it. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't I'll have to finish that then. I read too many things. <clears throat> it's, a, it's very derivative, mm-hmm. but it's one of those pull the rug out from under the players. Really? big reveals and uh, that trope is in that book because it happens a lot and that's usually how it happens. I don't know if it's, it's sometimes maybe disappointment but sometimes just it's anticlimactic to people because they're used to I guess things of that nature happening so even though you have a thing that you think is this cool thing that no one will expect people you know, expect the thing you wouldn't expect. Either either you know? that, or they're thinking it's going to be something more oddball yeah. or weirder yeah. or you know more earth shattering. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I think I just I, I don't have a big opinion on this because I don't ever feel disappointed when I'm wrong. I like when I'm wrong. If I you yeah, know, I I like that. I don't as a player. I don't you know mean? why. Yeah, as a player, I don't. No, but I think is this partially the why don't why don't people get the oh my god right that so not that you have to be disappointed but that people who think they have a reveal don't get the satisfaction of really having that be meaningful to the players. Does that make? I I don't know. Yeah. See, anytime I come up with what I think is going to be a big reveal. The players are like, eh, whatever. Yeah. They're just they're just nonplussed. They're not. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not like they're oh, that's lame. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, whatever. But then like some little throwaway thing I do, that ends up becoming the oh, oh my god. It's like what? <laughs> right. Wait. Like wait, the wait. yeah. Two sessions ago in the vampire game, I introduced a a, 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 a character from the Fey, an NPC from the Fey. Uh, the party was more like. It was more like a huge <laughs> wrench, which is what I expected. Yeah. But the viewers who were watching it were like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> That's so cool. So, okay. That, to me, that wasn't gonna wasn't. I, I didn't think that was gonna be a huge reveal. Like a it was, reveal. It was. It was just gonna be one more complication on top of many complications. Yeah, because we don't have enough. Right. Thank you. You don't. You don't. <laughs> well, I gotta make it interesting because you're. It's. It's. It's like Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Right, we to, have to boldly stay where no one has stayed before. Yeah. Right. You're not exploring. You're not going out and finding new and exciting things. You're staying in one place, and new and exciting things have, have to come to you. So much going on that we sit most of ses- most of the sessions going, 
Uh, what are we gonna do? I don't know. What are we gonna do? What are okay, we gonna do? which plate is slowing down that we need to go get it spinning faster? <laughs> right. And I just wanted to say, and I dropped that. I just wanted to say that that, by the way, <sighs> Faye on top of everything. I know. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, third, an amusing story. When I was in middle school, there was an intramural offered, which was simply called role playing. I signed up with a number of friends and went to the library after school, looking forward to all the RPG goodness. Double twist. It was an RPG (laughs) intramural. But I overheard the librarian telling the staff member, saying she was confused by the number of students who signed up for the class about pretending to be something else. She specifically (laughs) mentioned the image she had of middle school boys pretending to be trees. What? She understood once she saw what we that we were just playing board games. I don't know that that's appropriate. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? No, no, like, like role playing. Uh, if you were, it, it's like like role playing exercises. Yeah. Oh. And now be a tree. Oh. Right. And now be a badger. Okay. Be a honey badger. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trees. I don't get it. All right. Chew on that for a bit. Also, yeah. it's pronounced Jean, like jeans. Levi, see Psy. See Psy, see Psy. Oh, Levi. oh he's talking about your Levi? Levi versus Levi. Right. Or Levi versus Levi. Le- Le- I got really excited because I was like, that looked kind of in my brain like Leaving, and I was like, oh, Leaving. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Old, right. old school punk. Ah, like, live it in the city. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. called Fear. Sorry. The the butler no the person who played Mr. Body in Clue yes that's leaving. He was in Dudes too, which is one of my favorite movies. And in Streets of Fire. Yes. Ingve Malmsteen is playing uh, in San Francisco either this weekend or next weekend. Really? Someone why posted you, it on Facebook. Why do you know that? Uh, someone posted it on Facebook. One of the guys from Oddwood posted it on Facebook. But, do you um, like Ingve Malmsteen? Are you a big Ingve fan? No, no, but we we got his dressing room the night after. He played a Thursday night at the Galaxy, and we played a Friday night at the Galaxy. Or he played, played a Friday, and we played a Saturday. I don't remember which. But the sink in his dressing room was filled with a clear, viscous fluid. There was a little square of paper towel blocking the drain, and it was filled. And it looked, I looked at it, and I'm like, it's just, it, it looked like water. But I stuck my hand in to pull the thing out, and when of I pull my because I have to, I, we need the sink. <laughs> okay. And there's twelve of us. We've got to wash our hands. And I pull, I pull the Why thing start out. Start now. I would right. still be washing my hands today if I had to. Do and that. I pulled it out. Oh God! And a, it, and a bunch of gloop came up with it. It was either hair gel or lube. Maybe it was his life essence. <laughs> his it was life it was essence. It was his. It was his vitae. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Somebody my. sucked it out. Put it my in the sink. My friend bought a scallop so I can play Apeggios just so much quicker. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I've never liked it. It's just, it's just so scallop because I can just. That's like a fast. lot of hair gel. Because my head is so big. Uh, I mean, he had a lot of hair. I don't think it was hair gel because, I, as, as I recall, I don't think it was perfumed because usually hair gel has a yeah. scent to it's it. It's kind of bleachy. This didn't have a scent to it. Not at all. Not even like a, a bleachy. No. Are you sure it wasn't jello? No, oh no, 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 it was like, it was, it was viscous, but it was not like a solid, no, it was probably lube, that would be my guess, I don't know, I'm assuming it wasn't used, I didn't see any pubes in it or anything, (laughs) 
I looked before I stuck my hand in it. I thought it was water. You touched Ingve Malmsteen's lube. Probably. Probably. Yeah, true story. Pubeless lube. Okay, Marty Jacks. Yeah. Yes. That, that's our brush with greatness. We, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. And, uh, we also not like Lavar Burton going to the Ren Fair. That's no. what you consider your no. I don't. Or, or Hell's Kitchen. <coughs> I've bad, only no. seen one oh, yeah. celebrity at, at fair, and I can't remember his name. But he comes every year. He's a Boggart fan, and he's a real tall guy. Um, Bruce Campbell. No, John Larquette. I don't know. John I don't. I, I don't remember his name. Um, but he, you know he comes and he takes pictures. No, Bill. Bill like leaned over and was like. Guy's been on something. I, I I can't think of it right now, but I'll think of it. And then when the show was over, he went, "Oh, he was on this and this." It's like Fred I've never Willard. seen either of those shows. No, we're just going to name. Was it Billy Campbell? I, I the, don't. When, no, no, no. Back no. in the day, like the bald the guy from Night Court, Rocketeer no, dude. No. The oh, oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I he was, was a in, fair guy. He yeah, was, he was. He was, he actually worked fair yes. for years. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah, I I had run-ins with him a couple of times because he was like doing it a little bit just as I started. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he called Last me a min- He called me a minstrel when I <laughs> Last celebrity I saw was Rosalind Chow, who was the wife of Miles O'Brien in Deep Space Nine. I saw her grocery store. And really? I, I'm the only person who knew who she was. Oh, and once at the same grocery store I saw Elijah Wood, and he's a tiny little man. I bet. He's, oh, he's, he's a wee. He's very wee. Yeah. You just want to pick him up and put him in your pocket. He's just so <laughs> All right. Okay. Marty from Sioux Falls. Geography, downtime, and a beginner GM story. <coughs> Gina? Oh, sure. All right. Mm. Okay. Greetings, Stucci and the Douchertones. Uh, that's cute. What follows are a bunch of random thoughts based on a few uh, past few weeks' episodes. I will try to be brief. First, Sturges. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Which Stu made a pun for Sturges uh, with by referring to its motorcycle rally. Uh was by referring to its weight. Sturgis. First Sturgis is here in South Dakota. That was a long, sorry. Uh, here in SD, South Dakota, not San Diego. Not in Wyoming or Nebraska as the host's guest. Isn't Wyoming where they have Jackson Hole? Which is also... I think so. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you <laughs> confuse one part of the middle of nowhere with another part? Uh. Rude. Uh, second, I've never heard Stork so worked up as when he was complaining about a GM hand-waving the passage of a substantial amount of time. I thought he had an interesting point. He wants to explore character development and the random obstacles that come up during... I tried to do a Stork. That came come up during uh, extended times between adventures or scenes. Of course, that's probably a recipe for tedium. Here's a suggestion that might still allow for development without having to roleplay the prosaic slings and arrows of day-to-day life. In the old Ars Magica system, extended downtime could be filled with long-term activities. Players, uh, players' main wizard characters would measure time between adventures in seasons, that is, four-month intervals. Each season, a, a magus, do you say magus? Magus. Magus. Magus would engage in an activity such as increasing their spellcasting abilities through study, inventing new spells, or creating a magical item. Depending on the complexity and difficulty of the project, these activities could take from one season to several years to complete. 
The game system had rules for these activities so that players could roll each season to see how well they were advancing towards their goal. Once the characters would drop back into play for an adventure, they could have developed personal goals based on how well their downtime activities had gone. For example, a botched roll creating a magic item might mean <clears throat> the wizard could go, would be desperate to go out adventuring after a year off in order to replace magical materials that were wasted in the failed attempt. This system seems to me to be a compromise between simply stating that time has passed and dealing with the fine-grained level of detail that is usually part of a focal story arc. Thoughts? What do you think, Stu? I was, tr I, was <laughs> I was trying to stop my air conditioner from burning up, and I think I failed. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I may need to get a thing. The thing from the guy? The, yep. uh... Condenser. No. The clutch. Bearings. Fan. No, it's like a switch. It's just, I can't a relay. It has an, it's like a relay. It's all bell bearings now. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I, 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 I heard Stork. <laughs> I, I heard him, him kind of go off on that. Mm -hmm. I, he does have an interesting point, but it's a point that I just can't care about. Um, I'm totally fine with, yeah, your passes. Okay, awesome. So let's. What are we doing now? Uh, I'm I'm totally fine with that. There's a. I have the One Ring at home, which is uh, the new role playing game based on Middle Earth and all of its properties. And I think I think it has something like that built in. Yeah, I think I call it a fellowship phase, where after the adventure is done, you get to do all this stuff, like off scene. I didn't read too much into it because I was like, ah, this is not something that I'm altogether into. So. Um, I, I, I think I that I think that what they're talking about here would be cool, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's not enough that I would you know go out of my way to play that game just because of that mechanic. I don't know that I would play a game <clears> just because <throat> of that me mechanic, but I do enjoy um, because I'm with you. Like sometimes it's like, oh yeah, no, I have things I want to do. You know, we're in space traveling for two months. Character growth stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> but I do enjoy sometimes sy systems that have downtime actions, blades uh, in the dark um, that I've been playing for a while um, has downtime actions that you can take. So I, it's you know it's a mechanical way of addressing downtime actions. GURPS has a has that too. Uh, they you, do. You can earn a character point. Uh, if a character spends a thousand hours of, of off-camera time yeah. studying uh -huh. some mm -hmm. kind of oh, cool. skill, so it's like I want to learn how to, I don't know, do something. We normally would do that with skills that you don't have. Uh -huh. Like if you had a skill, you could just put points in it and make it better. Sure. <clears throat> but if it's something that you don't know anything about that you're trying to learn, that first point you would have to actually either start studying it or find a teacher or something like that. And we didn't make it a thousand hours. I think we made it like. 250 or something. Okay. <clears throat> but to get, and then that would allow you to spend character points on it to, to have that new uh -huh. skill. That's cool. Do you have thoughts? Okay. Next. I like them all the ways. I guess that's me then, huh? Oh, oh no. 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 Still paragraph. Sorry. Finally. <laughs> the Let me recent... it. I don't have any useful okay. <laughs> productive thoughts. <laughs> You have thoughts. I have just thoughts. Not That's never stopped you before. Subject. I was just thinking like a thousand hours you spend it off and first thing pops yeah. in my head, go away, baiting. And I'm going, go away. <laughs> uh, 
thousand hours. That's mm-hmm. a point you really need, uh, and, and that's why you don't ask me. <laughs> I didn't want. Or you. maybe it's why we do. No. The Jake's is occupied. Will be for some time. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes in the Diabetes. forum. There have been medical conversations. Uh, solenoid. That's the part I'm going to oh. need to report. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh no. Diabetes. That's how Wil- Wilfred Brimley pronounced it. Diabetes. Diabetes. Diabetes, Diabetes test and supplies. Um, Finally, the recent spate of way back in the day stories. Um, Way back in the day. I don't know how to do that voice. Way back in the day. That works. Very good. Yes, that's good. Brought to mind my own first experience jamming, which was also my first experience playing an RPG. And then, if you want, read that in a wheezy old man voice or in your regular voice. If you're an old man. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. I what? didn't say you. <laughs> you did the wheezy old man voice. You were about to call me an asshole. <laughs> you were about to call me an asshole. I would not. Ever. When I was in junior high school in the late 1970s. A fine time to have an RPG, might it I It was. Add. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Um, I heard about D&D from some acquaintances of mine, but never had a chance to play. A year or two later, two other friends of mine started playing D&D themselves, and after months of singing the praises of this new kind of game, finally invited me to join them. I could barely contain my excitement when I went over to one of their houses. I was actually going to see firsthand what all this hullabaloo was about. I know when I arrived, I was informed that my two friends wanted me to Dungeon Master the Descent <laughs> into the Depths Earth module for them. Awesome. Yeah, right? You walk in the door and you're like... After a brief explanation of how to read the maps and encounters and roll the dice for combat, I started with a large cavern populated by bugbears. <laughs> First encounter, bugbear guards at the cavern, entrance armed with morning stars. The problem... I had no idea what a morning star was. So I took a flyer or a flyer uh, and guessed that they were those things that ninja, ninjas used. <laughs> Thus, as the PCs approached the cavern, several creatures with the heads of insects and the bodies of bears stepped out from behind a pillar, threw their morning stars at the party, then ran off to raise the alarm in the rest of the cavern. That was the extent of my first D&D experience. That's awesome. I, <laughs> I kind of like that, really. <laughs> my friends stopped the game at that point. Awesome. No, no, no. But go on, go on. Fortunately, <laughs> I actually read the core rule books a few months later and started GMing for other people. But that's a story for another email. <laughs> All the best gaming and drinking, Marty from Sioux Falls. Like bears hucking morning stars. I, I love it. I love that. I mean, I think the friends actually did themselves a disservice because it's like, roll with that, baby. See Wait, where we what? go with this. They've got their ninja bugbears. Awesome. But they're not. They're, they're literal bugbears. They're yeah. bugs with insects. Yeah, but they're right. ninja bugbears, Tim. Ninjas. Hucking morning stars. This is awesome. It's pretty good. I know. <laughs> I want to put those in my next well, OSR game. Why, why do you invite a friend to party and then tell him he's the host? Yeah, well, you're running even it. When and then, you're, and then even when you're like 13. When, they don't, when he does right? it. Yeah. Marty, you did it right the first time. Don't you let them yeah. tell you. Yeah, you did it right, bro. We want to be in your game with ninja bugbears. I, I totally want. Right? <laughs> the Forbidden I, Temple the of Ninja yes Bugbears. FNA. That's amazing. The I Morning like Star is Lucifer. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fallen Angel. <laughs> 
Oh. What? Now I get it. What? Oh, you were looking in the chat room. Yeah. What the morning star is Lucifer. Yeah, the morning star. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Well, that, he's he's the morning star. Yeah. Not the morning star. Yeah. Two different things. Except space. The space in there makes all the difference in the world. Except in my game. That's or games yeah. with bugbear yeah. ninjas hucking the morning hucking stars. Unless he really meant that the ninja bears were angels? were was uh, was hucking satans around. Ooh, <laughs> have a satan. That's crazy pants. Yeah. Imagine it was bugs with morning star heads throwing bears. Yeah, there you go. It's almost the same. There, oh, throw it with, with bears for heads. There's an Owl old bears. Aquaman comic where, you know, because everybody, oh, Aquaman. But in it's like from the 60s or something. He throws a bear at his, villain, uh, at awesome. his enemy. And Seriously. I'm going, you can say what you want, but who throws a bear? That's right. combat right who there. Who throws a, sh- a bear? I mean, <laughs> honestly. honestly. Isn't that great? It's like, oh, well, Wait, he's uh, going to throw fish at us. Ah, a bear! If he's Aquaman, where did he get a bear? Is he like... It was feeding on the side of the stream that he was swimming through. It was it 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 was trying to fish and it fell in. And so it might he, have been a polar bear. <laughs> All right, then it could have been right on. <laughs> and he threw them over. Maybe he threw Possibly. that bear. And, and bears swim. Yeah, they do. That's Pretty true. Nice you could see Jason Momoa throw a bear. Yeah, totally, totally. Stop! Crazy. Stop! Whatever you're thinking about Jason Momoa. No, I was thinking because he's in that that movie Frontier that I've only watched the, the first series? episode. Yeah, on Netflix. I, I like it. It's it's like the Canadian attempt to be like a Game of Thrones. It's not quite. But I, that's why I was picturing really nice. him in that it character nice throwing a bear because he's a fur trader guy. So I was like, well, yeah, he throw a bear in that. Yeah, show. and I actually, yeah, I, I just finished the first season of that. Uh oh, no. <laughs> just said. Aquaman was controlling the salmon in his belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And inside the, the salmon we're talking, I'm going, <laughs> Strong and unreasonable antagonist. <laughs> from? From Morgan. Yeah. Morgan? Dear Happy Jacks. Who throws <clears> a <throat> shoe? That's what he reminded me of. Right. I'd be interested to hear your take on a GMing conundrum I found myself in. I'm running a homebrew fantasy campaign using Savage Worlds. Mm. One of the players' new PC has convinced the party to deal with a dragon that's causing trouble for his village. I get the impression that most of the players are set on killing it, but one of the players is insistent on trying diplomacy first. This will happen in the fortnight, hence the sort of urgent tag. And this is probably a month old. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Well... You'll get some good advice for the next time the players want to kill a dragon and one of them doesn't want to. Right. Right. So, <clears throat> in the spirit of yes and, I'd like to have diplomacy be an option. It would be cool if the PCs could make an ally out of the dragon, but I worry that the tendencies for dragons in this setting, and personally this one in particular, will make this more of a fool's errand. Dragons have a disposition towards domination over their lessers. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's a. We have a. We have. It's some there. blocking instructions. I know, but I didn't know. Yeah. Get it. I got it. <clears throat> it just took me a second. All right. Of course, the little people with their soft bodies and flammable towns are distinctly lesser to a dragon. It's a newcomer to the area, so perhaps one of its motivations would be vengeance 
on the rival that forced it out of its previous territory. So how could I make negotiation with a strong opponent with a superiority complex work? Take a drink. Morgan. Clink. Stu? Stu? Oh, sorry. I'm Want doing all the musics with your stuff. Uh, totally coffee. We can make totally it. Totally coffee. Do it's not called a skill challenge in Savage Worlds. What's it called? <clears throat> jib. Somewhere. Oh, the spirit it, of jib. It's a. Uh, it's like a chain. I don't remember what. It's I don't called. know either. But I was thinking because certainly you can appeal to. There is that thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember. They have a. There is a mechanic for it. And it doesn't mean that it might be incredibly difficult. Right. But it doesn't mean that. As you said, with your yes ending, uh, that they certainly could not try. Oh, great and magnificent <coughs> smog! Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, the, and the, and the, the the thing is, if you're going to get the dragon to <coughs> cooperate or not kill you, mm -hmm. which is cooperation, yeah, yeah, pretty it's going to want something. Yeah, it's yeah. like what what are you going to give me? That, yeah, that I don't already have to to not kill you. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You're, 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 he's maybe he's going to send you on a quest. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's going to ask you to, to to be in his service for a, mm -hmm. a, a period of time. Yeah. What, and, and that only makes things more interesting to me. I think what he has to figure out is what does the dragon want? What is he doing? What is the dragon doing there? Right. He's got a lot of well. It could be this. It could be that. But figure that out for your dragon. Then once you know what that <coughs> dragon actually wants. Then the diplomacy effort can, you know, tap into that. Yeah, he's kind of making a jump here to say that the negotiation or diplomacy will automatically make him an ally, and that's, you know, that's, you know, that's unlikely at best. Uh, it's really exactly that: is that you know, walk away with the victory of living. And yeah, that's yeah. Of course, from a storyteller fiat, it allows you to have like to further on by saying that he puts him on a quest or requires something of them or. They just owe him a debt, right? yeah. which is right. even scarier. Yeah. So at one point, the dragon's going to ask you to go do something. He can't or won't handle himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, and he might ha uh, you know, feel totally uh, you know, like he's a superior being. But what else do... You know, a lot of times in dragon lore, they're greedy, they're... And if you, you know, really want to be evil about that, and we never recommend you no. be evil whatsoever, never. you could say <clears> that the, <throat> the dragon is willing to allow them to negotiate if they provide a substitute for you know, them right. to be killed mm -hmm. or eaten. So now they've got to go out and that find can happen. the next victim. Because he was hungry, right. and, and now you... And then you put like orphanages, nunneries, and just, right. you know... Stuff like that nearby, especially especially orphanages or orphanages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I think I think uh, figure out what your dragon wants. Yep. He, you may decide that he's just a whimsical dragon and he just wants to have see how far he can push these people into doing weird things for him. Right. Or maybe he has. He's a whimsical know, dragon. Funny. I like that. Or yeah. maybe he, he wants worshippers. Maybe he wants. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wants to start a dragon cult. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But if you figure that out, then you'll know how the diplomacy can succeed or fail. Yeah. Exactly. Convention thoughts from Bill, who hasn't read. Oh, I haven't read. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, greetings, fellow dice-rolling douches. Love your show and your live plays. Mode of Sin is my favorite. Albert will be missed. Ah, but Albert wait. is not dead. I was going to say, wait, But don't what? worry about it, because Scully's going to aim better next time. <laughs> next time he throws <laughs> werewolves at him. <laughs> By controlling the, the salmon inside him. <laughs> you may recall the GM horror story from Gen Con 2015, where I agreed to run a small D&D 5e game for what started out as a few of my wife's California-based friends. I remember, I remember that. that. I do remember that, yeah. But then ballooned into 12 players, and that Bill, your Bill, not me, Bill, read in his best porn <laughs> voice. That's a long time ago, isn't that it? That was, it yeah. was. That was, yeah. that was like and, two years and ago. And I played this, I found the, a, like uh-huh. a, a, a 90 minute porn music loop. Yeah. Was that was oh. me, and I laughed the whole time. More recently, at your last Oricon, where you streamed live, your friends and mine, Brian and Lily, Gave oh, yeah. a shout out to my <laughs> wife Valerie uh, and I, my wife Valerie and I, trying to get us to move there from here. In response wow. to the vote blue that was thrown out there, I will say I didn't vote for our current president and leave it at that. That was just this last mm-hmm. con, yeah. Anyway, now having run several games at various conventions as well as playing in lots of them to your recent letter about the Gen Con horror story from another Texas gamer involving the Star Wars game and the players getting overshadowed by his so-called 20th level arrival at the table broke off into ramblings about convention game masters. A comment about being uh, there being many bad games at conventions gave me pause to think about a recent conversation I had regarding this very subject. Conventions, especially the smaller ones, often have trouble getting enough GMs to run games, much respect and props to folks who do so, or at least try, and thus they offer free passes to DMs willing to run a few games at their tables. This has led to, on more than one occasion I'm personally aware of, GMs offering to run their games at said inventions, or uh, said conventions, but then having the regular players sign in and fill up the seats just so they can get a free pass at GameCon, and then they run the same group of players they always have. Then, Really? That's why that happens? I had no idea. That makes sense, because you have to run a lot of games at Gen Con to get a free pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like our convention, you run two six-player games, you're, you're gold. Mm-hmm. But there, you've got, you're going to spend like half the convention time running games. If you want a free pass. Jeez. I run a lot of games anywhere at conventions. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but me, I mean, if I go and I'm just, you know, oh. like, yeah, we run a couple games, but I, I, I don't remember how many he had to run, but he had to run like, for like five or six sessions oh. in order to, to qualify for a, for a pass. So this now makes sense. If you're going to... Five or six sessions, how do you fit that in into a... I it's guess four it's days. Four days, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best four days in gaming is what they say. Um, I'm running... Yeah, I think I'm already... Someone can correct me. Yeah, inside the baseball, but I think I've already signed up for four. Gen Con, Sergito says you need six. Wow. Because I do that. And I was like, does it come with a room? No, it doesn't come with a room. No. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. Um, uh, Sorry, Bill. Uh, Then when there's an extra seat that a random player signs up for and sometimes pays for in hope they will get to play in said game, that player is passed over, ignored, or worse, treated poorly by the others at the table who the GM did want there. Uh, The other thing I've seen happen is the new player who happens to be attractive, Timmy... Thank you. And right. who is suddenly the center of the GM's storyline just because they want to impress and or hope for more personal attention from said player. Uh, how, does that really ever happen? 
I, I, I'm just gonna unless say, there's already chemistry there to begin I'm with. I'm just going to say, from my from my experience, it happens all the time. Every time I sit down at a table, GM's just fawning over you know, really? giving me stuff so that I'll, right. I'll you know pay attention to them all the time. Every game I play, it was really awkward last time we played Moat. Well, you're a very attractive man. <laughs> Sir Guido says you, to get a free room, you need to rent ten slots. All right, I'm guessing that's Gen Con. To get a free room, you need ten. You need to run ten slots. Ten slots in four days. That's six to get a pass. And that room is one slot in a room with four people. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, thank you. Right? No, thank you. That's crazy. You rent your own room. I think game cons and comic cons that have larger gaming areas should have a vetting process to help weed out the freebie GBs and the story time GMs. As you are all fond of saying, telling your story belongs to authors and daycare counselors, <laughs> not GMs or <laughs> I agree 100%. We all joke around about the horror stories and such, but I honestly believe you guys and... Ladies, ladies, and my friends and I do so with hopeful comprehension that we understand and sympathize with the victims in said horror stories. There's not always an answer that solves the problem. There are only suggestions and ideas to use going forward to keep from repeating the mistakes by infusing... Oh, I'm sorry, by infusing... I said infusing. What you is did. wrong with me? Infusion. <laughs> our recommendations with humor and entertainment, we can try to bring in a larger audience and thus avoid those listeners from dealing with said issues. I think you were trying to say infusioning. I was trying to say infusion because sure. I was thinking of vodka. Infusion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One day at a time. Keep coming back. This, of course, brings up the age-old problem that if they find a way to weed out the unwanted GMs, do they then still have uh, have enough good GMs to continue running their conventions? I am a GM slash player in both the Adventurer League, D&D 5e, and a local gaming group here in Texas called Brawl, or Board (laughs) Role-Playing and War Gaming League. That's a rad name. Nice. Brawl, obviously, is open to all games. I've played at Rips, Deadlands, D&D 5e, and several cool board games, too. I've run Savage World Superpowers and a homebrew Savage World steampunk pulp hero setting of my own creation. There have been talks about Vampire and Darkness the Hunter, as well as a few others. No one here has brought up GURPS as of yet. Sorry, Stu. What? All right. Uh, Tome said that he heard that Games on Demands at Gen Con is... Bumping. Bumping. So, probably... Yeah, actually... And, and that would probably be harder to for these people to... They're munchkins. They're min-maxers. Is yeah. exactly what they're doing. They yeah. figured out the rules. They're, and they're, they're real-life yeah. munchkins. Yeah, yeah. So, th- that's probably your best bet, is to go Games on Demand. Uh, or um, find your stuff, because you don't... Well, you stack your games with your best friends, too, because you guys never get a chance to play, right? Well, not... Actually, not really. <laughs> I, but, I, you know, it's funny you bring that up, and we'll get back to this, is that... You know, there are folks that, you know, they, they see, you know, oh, Dave's running a game, and they'll hop on it. And, it, you know, it's great, but what happens is that they'll say, oh, let's, br- you know, bring our whole friends. Right. And so the whole table no, will I was, fill I was up. Kidding. But, but, but it's like, but the thing is, is that it's happened where, like, one guy signed up in advance, and then, like, everyone else has, you know, came together, and then he feels kind of awkward. And, you know, and now, you, as a GM, you're placed in this weird spot, because obviously you want to go for the group dynamic, but this guy is, you know, 
you know, out uh-huh. of it. So you want to try to bring you him in. you got to work him into it. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it adds more of a challenge to it. So right. I, I totally and when you're when that. you're going to game cons, you, you are promoting your products. Sure. So you're trying to get as many people who aren't familiar with your game to play it. Yeah. Right? So you actually would love to have a table of people that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Because that's six or eight potential customers. Or at least, you know... New converts, converts, but also the fact that you want to get the word out and that kind of thing. Even if right. you're saying, "Okay, I'm not going to buy it right now," you may come back and like be interested in something else we do, or, or want to continue right. keeping up to date. We... Anyway, uh, so I, I apologize. So I have run for them at the last two. Or I have run games for them at the last two Owl Cons held at Rice University, and last year's Comic Palooza held at the George R. Brown Convention Center here in Houston, by God, Texas. <laughs> On another subject... Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, by the way, is, who, is this Bill? Bill, can you just pipe up and say, do you prefer the football team being known as the Texans, or do you actually still consider them the Oilers? Well, let me know. <laughs> on an, serious. On another subject, based on the convention organizers' treatment of gamers and the organizations that run these games, I will not be able to run my Brawl Savage Worlds homebrew <laughs> steampunk game at this year's Comic Palooza. They have raised the cost of the tables beyond reasonable prices for unpaid groups, and what? they moved the gaming area to an even. You have less to pay friendly. to run games. Wow. Is that is that what I'm Wait. gleaning from that? Yeah. Kind of. Doesn't it kind of sound? Like, the well, I mean, don't they? Doesn't Adventurers League? What's unpaid for, like, groups? Put down like I, I don't know. Like they, in order to, like, get a special table or, or like special room. I, I'm not a part of it, so I don't know how. I, I have no idea. I, yeah, I wouldn't no be surprised if there was some sort of, if not money, some sort of consideration, right. maybe prizes or sponsorship or it, something. Because when you know, at Gen Con, it's you know one of those things that you go into like a. He's gymnasium-sized room, and everybody there is playing Pathfinder, and they're all playing the same adventure. Right. You know, yeah. and it's actually very intimidating. You go, whoa! And there are people standing up there on chairs, you know, pointing at their open tables and stuff like that. So, for that kind of, uh, uh, you know, unique or, or, or specialty room, maybe they do. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Anyway, uh, apologize. Get back to this. Sorry, Bill. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they moved the gaming area to an even less friendly and harder to find area. When asked why, we were told, Nobody comes to come Palooza to play games anyway. <laughs> even though all four of my games last year were full tables, damn it, and had extra walk ups that I also yeah. let sit in. Nice. After all, I've run <laughs> games for 12 players. How bad can eight be? <laughs> So what solutions to these sorts of convention and GMing issues can y'all think of? Houston. Brawl is moving most of its live games to local gaming stores and residences around the Houston area and is in the early stages of trying to put together its own convention. Hey, good for you. Especially game stores. Game stores would love. Yep. Uh, Well, it depends. I mean, like, sometimes, well... It, it really depends on the group because a lot of them will say, "Okay, yeah, we have open gaming areas, but you know, we happen to have, you know, the next ten tables here are all already assigned for our upcoming, right. you know, mini game or whatever Warhammer right. or yeah. tournament." And, you know, it, it depends on the, on the, well, uh, the store. Yeah, Game Empire has. Have you ever been there since, it, since they moved? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, they have a huge gaming section it's where, monstrous. where you can play. Yeah, it's giant. It's their open gaming area. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this moved from the Colorado place? It's on still in Colorado, but it moved down the street to the old arcade on Allen. So it moved again? Because I know... It used to be across the street from Avon's. And then it expanded. It used to be right next to the Lucky Malone's. God. The Trappist now. Across the street, it's right? A, it's across... Uh, it's not called the Trappist. It's not the uh, Lucky Baldwin's. Lucky Dude, Baldwin. the Trappist. Sorry, it's across the street from Lucky Baldwin's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Lucky used Baldwin's. to be an arcade. Oh, that's what that used to be. Okay, yeah, actually, there, I know that one. Because that actually was one of the few arcades I've ever seen that had a stand-up version of Gal's Panic, the South Korean game, which was a cross of kicks and... Uh, Bikini anime. Is that English? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You'll look it up and you go, oh, all right. How do you know that? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but, uh, but that place? There's a whole section there, and there's probably 10, 11, 12 tables. And sometimes I've actually gone oh, in, yeah. and they yeah, have had yeah. all 10 tables oh, sure. out for like oh, yeah, Warhammer when, Yeah, when Warhammer 40K or mm-hmm. those, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, and that's great for them, but it, it also means you kind of need to do the... the the prep work, of but they they also have like that. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights is like their D and D night. Mm. I mean, they have. The, but it, it is it is, if you, if you go on a time when they're not doing the big Warhammer tournaments or something like that, you, you can and you can always just call and say, "Hey, do you got any tables?" Yeah. I'm sure their open gaming it. area is bigger. Just their open gaming area is bigger than my entire local game store down by my house. Blue oh yeah. Down. As a matter of fact, I think. I think two of my local gaming store could fit in their open gaming area if they were done rectangularly. And actually, and one of the things that I would love, you know, when, when we make that million dollar idea, Stu, when mm-hmm. people decide to, like, when Coca-Cola decides to start sponsoring Happy Jacks. Right. They're up in, you know, one of the things that you're seeing a lot now is uh, the, the game store slash tap room. Did I just drink your yeah. beer? Oh, yeah. Whose beer did I just drink? Yours. I opened that up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you put that there for me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's welcome. good. Like, I uh, like up, it. Up in Seattle, there's the Mox Boarding House. They've actually got two locations, where, which actually has a full bar next to the game store, and you can uh, rent right? out the rooms there, and like they'll like have like full menu, and, and you can have beers <sighs> right there while you're running a game. I did a Spirit of 77 game up there. Mm-hmm. And also awesome. uh, Guardian Games in Portland, they have a back room, which is like, you know, consider twenty one and over, but they've got like a tap of like local craft nice. brews and things like that. Oh, that's I would awesome. love to see that here yeah. in LA. Yeah, and we need that. So if you actually decide to go for the Kickstarter for Bedlam Hall and we make the million bucks, we're gonna open that. Now there's a place in Glendale, is it called Game House? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. That is like a cafe yeah. Yeah, game. There's Story place. Tavern too in Burbank. Oh there is. Yeah. I haven't been there's in Story Tavern. Bar. It could just yeah. be beer and wine. It doesn't have to be like uh, you don't have to have a full liquor license. Just bear in mind. No, no. I thought about it's that funny. once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I that would be funny. very cool. Hey, Way let's, let's finish area. Bill's. <laughs> it would be called Things I Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I also recall a letter a couple of weeks back looking for, uh, looking for gamers in Houston. In New York, oh, they yeah. call it Houston. So if anyone is in the southwest Houston neck of the woods and wants to jump in one, I will be at the New Golems Gate Gaming and Geekdom off Highway 90, close to 59, a.k.a. Interstate 69. Yes, Stork, there really is an Interstate 69 in Texas. 
P.S. I'll include links to the Facebook pages and groups for anyone interested. Please add them to your show notes if it's not too much trouble and you don't mind. There's lots of stuff here. But, of course, the thing to mention, of course, is uh, for Facebook groups, the Brawl <laughs> and uh, P.P.S. Drink. Excellent. Why is 59 also known as Interstate 69? Why, why couldn't they settle on a, one huh. number? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's... The comment I have is maybe everyone, so wrong. And maybe every, maybe, maybe college kids take spray paint to the sign, and it is 59, and they connect and they make it a 69. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a planescape. So now everyone has to call it 69, because if like, you're, people, all the signs say people from out of town who don't know what's going on, they go, yeah, 59. I couldn't find 59. I passed the off-ramp for 69 like 80 times, though. <laughs> the, the herpes highway? The herpes the Flying highway. jackalope? Oh, total, total random thing here. So... I was at work in, in my place of, of, of employment. work, employment, <laughs> and I was talking to somebody, and I mentioned uh, a snipe hunt. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. literally, I had to wait for six different people to come in until they had known what a snipe hunt was. You know, and basically, and it wasn't just like, you know, like, like, no teen, like 20 year olds or something like that. No, it was like, you know, multiple ages, and they just kept coming. I'm, I've never heard of that. What is that? Never heard of a snipe hunt? I don't know what that is. Oh, we got to take you on one then. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. They're, really? they're great. Yep. Yeah, snipe hunts are fun. We shoot them in Boy Scouts all the time. Yeah. Ask Jib. I bet you he's been on one. Snipe hunt. Was he a Boy Scout? Oh. Nah, he, he's been on one. Jib? Yeah. Okay. Well, in the military, they probably use live, live ammunition. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the chat room and you know what a snipe hunt is, don't ruin it. Just go with it. Sir Guido, fuck snipe hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Guido. I was a boy scout. <laughs> What's woo We had snipe hunts in the boy scouts. We blow. Woo we be loyal. Oh, I was telling my I took my my son was doing a um, we had a Cub Scout meeting, and they had to do each do a report on scouting in another country. Mm-hmm. So he did one on uh, South Korea because he wanted to do like England or Scotland, and I'm like, in our scout troop, I have a feeling those countries have already been picked. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a different country. So he picked South Korea. So and you know like they, their their highest rank is the Tiger Scout, and, which is funny because in Cub Scouts they now have Tiger Cubs, which yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, which the is wee little ones, yeah. So he, 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 I start talking to him uh, on the trip back about all the different kinds of scouts and what's it like in different countries. Oh, and oh, and oh. he asks me, why do I know so much about scouts from other countries? And I'm like, well, I went to a World Jamboree. And he's like, well, what's a World Jamboree, Daddy? I'm like, well, it's, it's a camp for two weeks where scouts from all over the world come oh. together and camp out, in, organized into troops. And there's, you know campfire things and you go and you know like fellowship things where it's like we're going to go invite the troop from Pakistan over for dinner or whatever or we get invited to another troop's thing because they're putting on a skit or something and it's like this massive cultural exchange with I'm going to guess 50,000 scouts from huh? What was your final rank? Eagle. Really? Yeah. Eagle with two bombs. Do you want to hear another? I was an Eagle Scout when I went. I want to to say that most of the kids in our troop, because Long Beach sent one almost a whole mm-hmm. troop, we had two kids who were uh, either Navy brats or Air Force brats from the Philippines, mm. and one Filipino scout who came with us. 
Um, but other than that, everyone else is from Long Beach. You want to hear another? Awesome, I think they're all Eagles. Another awesome young Tim story. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in. Uh, I, I was a scout up through. I didn't go into Boy Scouts. I went as high as Weeblos, and then I was like, I'm out. Right. And uh, what grade? That would be. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know why fifth. I'm asking? Fifth so grade is your you last were in year. Scouts in Scouts. Scouts. When you went through the. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I totally. Yeah, no. I and totally you think was. kids in school are mean? I know. Go to a Cub Scout. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, so so no, such a... there used to be out in in Brea. I just imagine you in a little scout uniform, wearing your glasses and your iPads and your caps. It was awesome. And your braces on your legs. Oh my god. Only one. Only one. Anyway, Aww. I've never been so turned on for you in all my life. Oh, this just got awkward. <laughs> oh, now that's awkward. <laughs> So, okay, anyway, I'm, I'm going to get through this real quick. So, uh, there used to be a campground out in Brea somewhere close to the 57. and um, Yeah, the, there was uh, a World Jamboree there. Is it still there? It's why the, that's why the street's called Jamboree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we were out there. I can't remember if I was yeah. if I was Cubs or, or Weeblos. I don't remember. We were doing a camp out there, and then there was this field, and out in the middle of the field was this big rock on the ground. Mm-hmm. And there was some, you know, yellow tape marking it. A bunch of kids said, hey. Tim, you want to see something cool? <laughs> of course I do. I told him I want to see something cool. Go lift that rock up out there. What's underneath it? Oh, we're not going to tell you. You have to go find out. It's really, really cool. <laughs> really? Yes. Just go do it. It's totally really, really cool. This is a snipe hunt. All right. Fine. So I march out in the middle of the field. And I look back at them. And they're going, lift it, lift it, lift it. Lift the rock. And I look back at them. And they go, lift it, lift it, lift it. So I go to lift it, and it's kind of heavy, so I kneel down just a little bit, and I push the rock over, and there's a hole in the ground. It's a fucking hornet's nest. (laughs) And I'm staring eye to eye... With a million hornets. At a pissed off hornet. Who flew up? Now, here's the literally eye to eye. No, I was I was whole at this point. This was this was not what I was giving. Did it flap your nose? (laughs) Well, no. Hold on. And sting your. Here's here's the interesting thing about hornets. Hornets can sting more than once. That's right. Yes. Did you know they can smell fear? (laughs) Uh, It was it was it was reeking right then because this one hornet, this one hornet flew up, hit me in the ear, hit me in the chin, hit me in the hand, hit me in the other hand, and then I run away and a big cloud of hornets come out. I will pay you ten bucks. If in the next mode of sin, while Scully is going through the sewers, you have just a no, just in an a, body cast. a rock and like an tape on it, shoe. and just see what he does. You can put anything you want underneath it, Stu. But like, I want to know what he does. Oh, just like if, if if like Tim metagames goes fuck that and walks right out. I was an awesome kid. I tell Did you, you get stung on the perineum? I don't know. Yeah, in the uh, taint. Is that something the in the taint. nose? The taint. Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> Tell me about the taint. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was ear. In the, the goose. Ear, chin, hand, hand. Okay. Ear, chin, thumb, and, and pinky. So oh so anyway, after I told Zachary. So bad. I bet. Oh, that hurt. After, so you, after, after you told Zach. After I told Zachary about the World Jamboree, he decides that's the greatest thing in the on the planet. He wants to go to one. So I told him. I'm pretty sure at this point, because there's so many scouts and they only send so many kids from mm-hmm. the United States to these places, you're going to ha- pretty much have to be an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to go. Yeah. You're probably going to have to, like, really, like, because you're an ambassador. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I went and looked it up because you can't go to the next one, which is in 2019. And I can't remember what country that's in. 
But in 2023, which would be the one after that, because every four years, mm-hmm. it is in, uh, there's two candidate countries still, either South Korea or Poland are uh, the two countries. So, so South Korea was actually a pretty good country. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I, I also, something I did not realize, I went to the one in Canada, in Alberta, in 1983, and it was the, uh, like the 11th Scout Jamboree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, I went and looked, and on the on the list of the Jamborees, the 1979 one was also the 11th, but it had been canceled, because it was in, supposed to be in Iran. Oh. <laughs> and then this, like, like yeah, little, little revolution happened. Little thing. <laughs> yeah, there was a little yeah. Islamic revolution there. Before I forget, and I'm only doing, it's not me being a, a corporate shill or hopeless shill. One of the things I also wanted to point out, so if you've seen the video for the Bedlam Hall Kickstarter, and I haven't said it this the entire oh, yeah, time until yeah, yeah. now, because I didn't want to do it, but when you see the little girl waving the cleaver around, <laughs> yeah. that's Allie, that yeah, is Stu's that's daughter. my daughter. You yes. shill. You had to bring that up. Now. Only the fact that it's like, I've been sitting on that for like about a month, because and then watching her like going after Chris with that cleaver, and right. I'm thinking, I should, I should wait, hold on to that little piece of knowledge. Just wait until it. And in the last video we do, which comes out on Sunday, she actually, you know, there's more Alley. Is that the closer video? Yeah, okay. Oh, cool. And I just wanted to say, you know, if you want to see Alley with a cleaver, that's what we do. There you go. Full circle round. Stu sees that every night as he goes to bed. And well, I gave it to it over her. And no, 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 no. Over I, gave, I let her take the cleaver She came home, home with it, yeah. And she was very happy. About it. Actually, no, she was more happy about the iTunes card. To be yes. Yeah. I know that. Do you remember when she came on the show for the first time? When she ran in and said, "And you said, Allie, what is best in life?" Yes, that was crush awesome. your enemies. Yeah, you see them driven before you, and yeah. hear lamentations of the women. She, how old was she? Well, let's see. We've been doing the show since yeah, because that was two thousand nine days. So I have been wanting to ask ago. this: and she was so it no. was it staged? <laughs> the women's the the impatient starfish. I mean, did she actually tell you that first? She or? told it to me first, and then I'm like, okay, hold on, let me go get my camera. Okay. And then we then we made the the little meme. I love that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Cute. Knock knock. Her face yeah. on it. Interrupting starfish. Interrupting. Star- <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Yes. <laughs> she did that. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except great. she actually hit me in the nose with the palm of her hand. Because I, I noticed in the last picture you have your glasses off, so that's what makes it especially funny. That's pretty good. <clears throat> Good job. Hey, how about one more letter? All right. How not to deal with a bad GM from Mike, from Matthew. Ooh, how not My next to. is going out again. You're right. Damn it. Uh-oh. Well, the chiropractor, it worked, I and mean, my neck was fine for like six hours. and then. Do you need aspirin? No. No, I need... Um, I need a a new neck. I need a, a yeah. That's what I need is a new neck. Oh, I need to, I need to not be fifty. Um, <laughs> hello, douchebag, and the rest bad. of the. Fa- you can do it. And the rest of the feminine hygiene products. <laughs> Firstly, I want. By the to, way, what is a masculine hygiene product? Um, I can only think of Blue Star or toothpaste. Women use toothpaste. Oh, it's but that only doesn't mean it's men? not masculine. Yeah. Oh. Aftershave. Um, Aftershave. Yeah, maybe high karate. High karate. <laughs> Vitalis. Oh, uh, that's true. What's a Vitalis? Oh, is that the hair stuff? Yeah, my dad oh. used to use Vitalis. Really? In fact, I always used gr- uh, Groom and Clean. I remember that. <laughs> that's right. a German thing, isn't it? Yeah, this is German Clean. Oh, this is German Clean. Nah. I was watching. I, I, I'm watching clean, yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation. 
and I'm in season three. And there's a little kid whose like mother gets killed on an away mission, who's oh. on the ship. And I, I was watching it. Is and that the no, no, okay. he's no, he's human. Oh, okay. And I'm watching it, and Allie's in the room, and she's like looking at it, and she's like, "What's wrong with his hair?" And I'm like, "Well, it's nice to know they still have Vitalis in the future." It's <laughs> 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 just like clumped, a lot of product. Speaking of Star Trek, did you hear about the new, oh, the the new series that's coming out? Mm-hmm. I heard there was going to be a new series. There is, and the captain has been cast. It's. Jason Isaacs. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He was the father of Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. And he's oh. in the O the OA, which is a what I think confusing they've series. Before. And uh, oh, he was the in, OA? Yeah, the OA. Patriot. What's that? He's in that? I don't remember seeing him. He's the doctor. Oh, okay. And uh, I like he also that. was in a... Oh, there was another series that really... Oh, Brotherhood. He was in Brotherhood. Oh. Where he played, you know, the bad, uh, the bad boy brother of like a local. When is it set? Not sure. Don't remember. I hope it's set early because the the stuff set set late. Post Enterprise. Maybe post Enterprise. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be cool. Pre original series or around the same time Mm -hmm. as the original series, because things just get so. I'm watching. I'm watching. uh, Eighties. Next generation, and it's like, okay, you guys got a transporter, and you know you have a buffer, and you can store people in it, and you just transmitted data someplace. So, well, and even if you didn't, just transmit them someplace because these people <laughs> want to take them and take them apart. So instead of giving them your data, just make a fucking copy of them and just give them the fucking copy. They won't know the difference, right? Maybe because that it that's how it works. Is, isn't it that t- what a transporter does, though? That's what I was, last night. Bruce at our Boggard rehearsal, he's like, "No, a transporters are murder machines." Yes, they yeah, are. Right? Suicide boxes. They right. really are. And then it creates someone else who gets to take over your life. Yeah, who happens to have your memories and be exactly the same as you, but isn't you? But okay, it's but like, the, the question is. Not to ruin or spoil anything, do you actually but know? go watch this Prestige. You'll Ooh, know what we're talking Vicks. about. I think about that, that one. Do you know? No, that? no. To the to the new person. It would be as if they had just continued yeah, going on. They're fucking murder boxes. But they're murder, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it's like so. There, there have been like four episodes now where it's like, okay, just by creatively applying <laughs> the technology that you have in the transporter, you could have solved this whole episode. Well, that's the other thing. It's like one episode of uh, of, of Next Generation. Uh, Riker had, of course, there's a transporter malfunction because let's face facts. O'Brien drinks. And <laughs> for whatever reason, a clone of Riker is created by... That's what they were talking about. Right, right, right. right. And, and, and like he goes off and joins like Maquis and all that. And he, he, he shaves his facial hair differently yes. so they can tell yeah. the difference between the two. Yeah. But he still mounts to chairs the well, same way. Right. And the point being is, is that that's really... It. I mean, isn't that? I mean, I realize that you're starting to like get into the question of copies and de- degradation and all that. But really, you really don't need to like go in space anymore. You just say, let's just transport. You know, you you do the the uh, the drone to put the little star mm-hmm. transporter pad there. Except you're murdering yourself every time you transport. You don't. You no, know, no, no. You, but you can set it so you're cloning them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. As opposed to killing you. Well, there's the Tuvix thing in Voyager, right? Tuvok and Delix. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, they switch? They, no, no, they, they merge. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now the question is, what did he do? Because it's a new person, oh, yeah. a new personality. Okay, O'Brien in, in the next generation is also the only enlisted man. Uh, really? Certainly with a speaking role. What was his title? But, uh, Before, his, title cha- his title changes. Right, in chief when well, he gets a, to... A chief would be, I'm it. assuming, like a chief petty officer, which is a non-commissioned yeah. officer, which is enlisted. Miles O'Brien. My favorite character, actually, from the original series was Mr. Kyle, who was always manning the uh, the, the transporters. Oh, and he was yeah. blonde. He had Before, very few like l- like speaking roles, but it was he was always just the actor who was doing the, the transporter. Well, and that was before, uh, you're talking about Next Gen? No, original series. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Kyle. Because guys- he's the one in when Mirror Mirror, when they have the problems and they uh-huh. go to the evil universe, uh, Spock tortures Mr. Kyle. You know, <laughs> and that, that's when you find yeah, out. Yeah, he, he was a chief. So yeah. he was probably what a chief petty officer Sh- yeah. or whatever. Okay. Chief petty officer. That makes sense. Did you guys know awesome. that 25% of the people do not like Star Trek? What people? Of what people? The people? Well, I mean, just if we look at this group of right people? here, that, that you don't science... Like, oh, is, that's right. You don't like Star Trek. No. Uh-uh. What? Well, I, I, I'm i watching this, and it's driving me crazy. I love But I'm watching it just to kind of do it. And every so often there's a good episode. But a lot of oh, the episodes yeah, are remember, like really crap. I remember you had mentioned you like the, the reboots better than... I like the reboots, period. I don't like any other Star Trek. What about movie. Enterprise? Did you ever see Enterprise? I saw some episodes of it. Uh-huh. What did you, you think of? You have to fast season? forward past the opening song. You really do. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of Beyond? Phase of what? Of Beyond. Beyond. The the most recent reboot, three, number three. Uh, you know, I don't think I've seen number three. Which one is that? Uh, um, what's in it? Uh, which one are you Star talking Trek about? Star Trek Beyond. The, the, yeah. the one that was directed by Justin Lin. Oh, what's, um, what's quick it's, synopsis? It's I. It's typical. It's a typical Star Trek movie. They got to save, and there's a the big station. I watched it. It's very unmemorable. Uh, why do I remember extreme motorcycling? Or yes, there is some extreme motorcycling <laughs> yeah, in it. That's all I remember. I know I saw the first two, and I liked those. And oh, I, I do oh, not oh, like. That's right. Yeah, we had this little conversation about why you were wrong about with Kadave, because yeah. Kadave goes violent whenever someone says I, that those I, movies. are I good. liked them too. I thought they were fine. Yeah. I, I don't nerd rage about. About changing canon, I really don't give. No, a shit. it's <laughs> this is where I put myself on Kadev's "I'm going to kill him" list. I think the canon He's changes a, were better. I'm a fixin' to wreck a probie. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> holy, yeah. holy! But, but <laughs> the canon changes they made in the reboot movies, at least the first two, were better. No, they didn't. They didn't. There was no canon. They reset the history. Yeah, because someone came back in time and changed history. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing I liked about it. It's like, okay, now you actually have a fresh universe. You can tell an entirely, entirely new stories. You can yeah. you can redo the creature that ate Sheboygan three, and have it end up being different, and it doesn't matter because it's a different timeline. Yeah, but that is part of why I don't like uh, Into Darkness. Is because exactly that reason. It's like, oh, we've rebooted it. We can go anywhere we want. Right. So we're going to bring this one character back that you know was iconic to the second. And, and by the way, you know the guy who went back or came changed the the time you know continuum. The guy, the Romulan. Yeah, he just yeah the Romulan just happened to change Khan's entire nationality. How that worked, I don't know. Yeah. But the point is, it's well, like you could go you, anywhere. You, you know why that happened. Because they, wa- they, they wanted to, they wanted to put a, a pretty white guy in the role of a, of of Khan. 
He was the most Caucasian con there could possibly be. Yeah. That, that bugged me. I thought he was good. But You're it bugged about me. Uh, Engelbert Hubbardink? Yes. Slappy yeah. <laughs> back fishy buns. What's his name? But uh, I don't blame him because, hey, it's a paycheck, right? Yeah. No, 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 but... Okay, but I mean, you. Could, I'm not going there. I'm not. You could, I, you could have talked about about the, you know, the the cultural background of why Khan exists and why he is the way he is, and mm-hmm. the fact that he's you know. But there's it, two ways you could have gone with it, and I realize we're not talking about RPGs. Deal with it, Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the burping that they object to. No, okay, so yeah, there are just scores of great Indian. Actors that you could have had. Absolutely. Shah Rukh Khan, who's like the biggest actor in India. I mean, he's like bigger than like Tom Cruise. You could have had a dance Death scene Patel. like the Bollywood hey, thing. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Back off, Mike Myers. All right. Back <laughs> off, Love Guru. I'm, we I'm, do no, not want to go no, there. I mean, like a real legitimate one. All right. I'm, I'm just going to say, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to say, I love watching Bollywood stuff. Oh, so do I. Oh, I do oh, it's, too. It is Awesome. I had a subscription to ZTV for like a oh, long ZTV time. Is awesome. I didn't couldn't there's understand because there's no better. subtitles, but it's amazing. There's nothing better than sitting down yeah. with some really good Indian food, oh, watching yes. Bollywood stuff. Oh, Dave's going off. Namaste, now. America. All he's tapping, he's he's typing in all caps. Like, oh, all right, we'll ignore Kade for a minute. <laughs> Actually, no. So I want to pitch him out of the chat room. I went. To- <laughs> In one of my jobs, I actually went to India quite a bit. And every time I was in India, I would want to go to see a movie. Because those are like four hours long. Right. It's a it's a thing, you know. Oh, and yeah. like The whole... The pageantry. It is, yeah, right? It's, and it's, it's like immense. they openly say, we are going to put everything in this. Oh, right. and the, probably one of the best movies I saw... It's like watching Cleopatra. If you ever saw Cleopatra with... Uh, oh. uh, what's her name? Uh, Liz, Taylor. Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor, yeah. This big, huge, oh, yeah. epic thing with a yeah. thousand actors in it. It's I just cannot remain, or, or remember the name of it, but the, I saw a version where they did their own take on The Godfather, and it was amazing. Oh, it was good. Okay. Please tell me that they had the dancing and all that kind of stuff in The Godfather. Um, They did have a wedding sequence. Okay. Uh, S.B. Lloyd, take Avasarala's actress, Avasarala from from, uh, The Expanse. Yeah. Oh. And make Khan a woman. Oh, that would have been good. She's... Okay. Okay, now have you read the series? No. Okay. And I know that basically, you know, that they changed her a little bit and she does come in the second book and all that. But the actress they, who plays that is fantastic. She is. She's, she is the she is the Amanda Waller of I the Expanse. Hate, I hated her in the first in the first season. Then I went and I read the books, and she doesn't show up until the second book. Yeah. She's the most fucking profane character ever. <laughs> she cusses like a fucking sailor all the time, and and like when, behind, when she's behind closed doors and talking to like her confidants. She's like, oh, he doesn't even have any balls. But every time I walk in the room, I think his dick is going to fall off. I mean, just just go just horribly profane. I but, think, and there's no way they could do that on sci-fi. Too bad because I think <laughs> I love that actress's portrayal of that character. I think the character is amazing, and she's she's absolutely morally gray, and she should be. She's yeah. you know not unlike uh, in Heroes. One of my favorite characters was the horn room glasses man. Never right. Uh, well, oh, basically, yeah. he openly at one point in the movie says, I'm, or the series goes, I'm comfortable with morally gray, and he is. He is absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely morally gray, and I think that it's one of the things that makes that character amazing. In Expanse is the fact that they have, or, or the whole series really, they ha- characters are have varying degrees of morality. I love that. Well, it's very like noir. Yeah, I mean, it really is, and I I compare it favorably to, to um, Firefly. Not not that they're similar because no. they're very dissimilar, but as far as quality goes, yep. 
I think it is that good, and it's going to get canceled because there's not enough people watching it. Watch The Expanse. Oh, The Expanse is awesome. Anyway. Sorry. How not yeah. to deal with a bad GM hey, from Matthew. Hey, why don't we talk about RPGs? Oh. Yeah. Let's see if this one does. That's for you, Canada. Letter. Hello, douchebag. I'm just kidding. And the rest of the you. feminine hygiene products. <laughs> just the There's an echo in amazing. I firstly want to thank you for keeping me sane while I am at work. <laughs> Woo. Don't blame us for that. <laughs> and also for inspiring me to pick up my GM tools again. Oh, my. And start fleshing out a campaign. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I, have, I have had in my head for a while. Oh, my. <laughs> I have been role-playing since I was 14, so about 16 years on and off. 30. I have had great games and terrible games. But this came back to me listening to you discuss some of your topics, some of the topics you have had recently, like GMs making characters and romance. Yep. Making nice, nice. Still beating that horse. <laughs> so to speak. Rubbing the dirties. <laughs> Go uh, away, baiting. The Jake's Occupied movie for some time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to get a clip of that oh. from uh, what movie is that from? <laughs> what True Grit, the remake of True Grit? Oh yeah! Oh, she goes oh. and knocks on the on the outhouse. Yeah. The Jake's occupied and will be for some time. The James characters is a bit of no, um, he's a, no, he knows. No. He, he, there's the, there's you a, don't do that in there. No, number two. Number two's in the house. <laughs> Just check it. Number one in here, number All two right. in the house. Uh, and watch the bottle. Yeah. Uh, and the bottle there. It, it was at <laughs> university. A few friends and me got together and started ro- a role-playing society within the student union. So we got more GMs and more players. It was a zombie game using a mashup of Palladium's Dead Rain and Nightbane. Character generation <laughs> was fun, and all we and we all did have a lot with our character gen. But where the GM deemed lots to be too complicated, he just told us what to do. Meaning, I found it hard to rationalize half of the stuff on the sheet as to what it meant. But that might just be my gripe. It also could be Palladium. Uh, <laughs> the free reign also led to the point where I could turn into a fire-breathing dragon really great against zombies. So we get into the story. All hell is breaking loose in the middle of the city center where we are and somehow get out without encountering many zombies and get to safety. We make a plan to head for the Shetland Isles. Islands? Shetland Isle? I'm obsessed with the Shetland Isles. Is that where Shetland ponies come from? I don't know anything about Shetland ponies. It's just beautiful, and it's super close to Norway, like way oh, really? up off the coast. In pictures of, of it, are there little short horses? I don't know. In I the think, oh, in the here, um, they're it's gorgeous. Is, is Dave still yammering? Uh, he he hired an assassin. No, he, he rage quit. Yeah, he, he rage quit. He, he yeah, quit. he thought they were like. quit. Is Tim is Tim not coming back? <laughs> and, and, and Dave says, "I hope not. I paid a lot of money for a quick assassin service." <laughs> assassin quick. You are dead. K W I K. Yeah. Assassin quick. Yeah. Did I mention hey. I'm in the UK? <laughs> Based on a prophetic dream, and start a convoy heading north. We discovered that in only two days. 
S- society has broken down, and we can now turn into these weird creatures. We find and loot a major army base of APCs and other trucks. This is where the romance started. There was one female player, and whenever she turned into her nightbane form, all of her clothes would rip off and she would be nude. <laughs> oh, no. It's just a table of adults. I'm sure it's fine. Right. Right. It's all going to be okay. Yeah, until all the adults go, huh, and then she was nude. <laughs> Is she naked in her like skin? RPG version of a dick pic. My God. <laughs> and after turning back... Oh, no, she would be nude and after turning back until she got some more clothes, I assume. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, we were told we all knew each other being old friends and were getting together to catch up. So I treated her the way I had treated a friend. Unfortunately, the rest of the players thought that it best to perv on her and would do things like hide clothes or make it hard for her to get clothes. So after a, f- a fight in an army base, she was turning back, and it led to her running off with the rest of the party chasing her. She got through a door to safety, and I decided the friendly thing to do was to stand between the pervs and her so she could keep her (laughs) dignity. So we role-played me telling them to get lost, and she thanked me for not being a total perv, and the GM decided that she needed to save versus feelings. (laughs) That's a palladium mechanic, right? It, is, it is has it? to be. Save versus feelings. That's going to go down in history with, like, it's a bullywug bat. Right. Which she, sh- which she failed big time, resulting in her deeply falling in love with my character, character because that's how it works. He treated me like a human. I love him. Qu- end quote. Sorry, that's a quote. Uh, to the GM's credit, he took... Oh, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit here. To the GM's credit, he took on board our reaction of... Let us never speak of this again. <laughs> neither of us wanted to have romantic feelings in in the game, and neither of us cared about them. They were forgotten about until she would be about to shoot me for being a douche canoe. <laughs> the game continued. No canoes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no canoes with Gary canoes. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Stu, Jesus. sorry. <laughs> that boy, that brings up memories. That was uh, a great space coaster. Right. Yeah, what was his name? Gary Gnu. Yeah, but it was based on a, a real life dude, wasn't it? Walter Cronkite? No. Maybe? Who? He was always on commercials. Had his hand up to his ear when he was talking. Gary Owens. Gary Owens, thank Gary you. Gary Owens. Oh. That's, thank you. That's exactly it. The game continued and we worked out. The Great we, Space Coaster? Yes, the Great Space Coaster. The game continued and we worked out we were passing a different military base and looted that this time. We got functioning a functioning plane and pilot. So we cut out masses of possible gameplay and went straight to the good stuff. Only problem now is the GM expected us to take longer and everything is much higher level. Now we were at some super secret base and we were just being given what we had to scavenge for before. The game got dull. There was no real challenge since we wanted it. Since we wanted it, it was there. Huh. After a, a while, I dropped out of the game. I was, uh, I was at uh, uni. I'm sure. I'm assuming that's not uni. No university. Okay, because it could be like uni, like no, like um, no. CN enemy. No. no? Okay. No. Playing, 
in four games and running one game a week, leaving my, me two days to catch up. My friends kept playing, and the girl lived in the same house as me, so I got regular updates, and she was not happy with what was going on. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the campaign had gone nuts. They were now heading to the U.S. in a boat with a vampire Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Who could cross in the boat so long as he didn't see the water. Well, uh, well vampires aren't supposed to cross running water. Okay. But if he's not seeing but he's, it... But he's uh, in a boat. I mean, in... No, he's fucking Julius Caesar. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but it's like once you say it's a vampire Julius Caesar, you might as well just throw logic out the window. Well, Dracula yeah. got on a boat. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm reading that. I mean, I love that book. I, I'm about halfway through it, and then I stopped because I've started reading these book by books by Marcos Close or Marcos Close. It's uh, the first book is called Terms of Enlistment, and it's kind of like Starship Troopers if you take the political treatise mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. And just tell the story of humanity meeting an alien race sure. that is uh, that does not see them as having any rights or anything at all. Wow. And they're 80 feet tall. Oh, God. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, and this guy, they're cheap. I get them on Amazon. I, I get the, the Kindle book and then get the narration. I, the Kindle book is like in like two or three bucks, and the narration is another two or three dollars. So it's like six or seven dollars. For for the book and the narration, is that through Prime? Or yes, it's on Prime. You can you can, but, find it's, it. but it's not the unlimited. It's just the regular. That's their regular yeah. price. You can find all kinds of good classic books on there. Both. Well, this both, isn't classic. This no, is a, a new author, right? But it's a fan. He he is telling a fantastic story. It really is. I'm reading the, through the thing, and as soon as one book ends, he ends each book with a cliffhanger, and the next book, it's like I could start the next one, and I'm now I'm unfortunately I'm now at book four or five, and what are you using? I've to caught read up. It? I listen to it in my car normally, okay. and, and I have an iPad, and I read so, it. Okay, so I, I realize we're going off on tangent, but so when you're doing that, are you going through like the Amazon Music uh, Player or no? No, well, Amazon bought Audible. Right, I knew so, that. So I have the Audible app on my phone and okay. on my iPad, and I also have the Kindle app on both. And they all sync together yeah. across the yeah. two of them. So whenever I'm on at work or driving home from work, I'm listening to it. When I get home and I'm ready for bed, I'll turn the Kindle app on, and I'll read from where I stopped listening to it in the car. But, but you can get Dracula and Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. That's where I got yeah. Dracula. And the Dracula is, a, is fantastic. Oh, I love Dracula. There, there's a cast to the yeah. narration. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. There's like a cast of like five actors. Oh, so it changes depending on the. Oh, rad. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I'm about I'm about maybe not quite halfway through it, and then our our secret listener from from um, Antarctica uh, Antarctica said you should if you like Starship Troopers you should read this, and he was wow. right. Check out Frankenstein too if you haven't read it. I will. I because right. I'm loving right. I'm loving Dracula. Dracula is fantastic. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Did you did you see the um, the Frankenstein with uh, Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. I can't think of names. Mm. Did you see that Frankenstein? Yes. That's actually much more accurate to the book than is like the the typical Frankenstein with bolts and Bram Stoker and Mary Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've never read those. No, I have. I've read them. Okay. Probably. Forty times each. Oh, I, was gonna, okay. I love those books. Okay. What the, really? Yeah. No, I was like, serious. No, no, no. My, yeah. my, my. Some of my favorite authors are. Is, is there is there a good adapt film adaptation of Dracula? An accurate one. Uh, Coppola 
sort of. Um, I, that's so the one the, I would the, say. So the, the Bram Stoker's Dracula, the one with, with dude, yeah. I'm so, I'm, I'm Dracula. That's actually fairly accurate yeah. to the book. Yeah. Narratively. Yeah. Uh, narratively speaking. Yeah. Actually, what's his, what's his yeah. name doesn't do a really good job in it. Um, like Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. God, why can't I think of names? Because, because he's Keanu Reeves. And, you know, he, he, does, a lot, act. he does a lot of good stuff, but, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to be eaten by a vampire, dude. It, One of the brides. Who does he play? He Jonathan plays Harker. Jonathan Harker. Yeah, Mina Harker. But, but okay, but the but everything that Oldman's is a awesome shortcoming though. is made up for by Gary Oldman, who yeah. is oh, Dracula he's a, and, and he's a, is amazing. He's a freaking chameleon. One of the brides of Dracula is Monica Bellucci. Yes. A very mm-hmm. well, and Sadie mm-hmm. Frost is a. Uh, is awesome in that. Okay. But, but. Which one's safe for us? Redhead. What's oh, Mina's? Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Stenra, who yeah. married, by the way, Arthur Holmwood. <laughs> and who paid a visit to the Bastards game, might I add. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that, that oh, fellow. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he has a lot to talk about with Renfield, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He, yeah, they're going to have a lot to chat about. <laughs> Everything awesome. they did in that movie, when they made that movie, like when you see the oh, train yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. it's all actual miniatures and stuff like that. Like there's he no wanted CGI. To do, yeah, he wanted to do it not just like old school, but he wanted to do it based off of like the 1920s special effects. Yeah. Really? So everything yeah. there is not CGI. It's like it's all miniatures and, and, and a and lot and of like pepper ghosts kind of yeah. like effects and things that are really like stage um, uh, uh, visual effects. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually really interesting if you know that little piece of it. You know, to yeah. see some of these things. That's I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to finish the book first. Before yeah, yeah, totally. And it's in, and the book, of course, is written in what they call epistolary format, where it's basic. It's not just a straight narrative. It's all it's all yeah ba- based off of you know correspondence with one right. another, correspondence, correspondence di- diary entries, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. <coughs> is that what it's called? A pist- epistolary. Epistolary. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I forgot where it was. Not sure. Uh, crossing the boats so long as he oh. didn't see the water, I'm guessing. Uh, Julius told. Caesar could cross the boat oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so long as he didn't see the water. I'm guessing this is Sorry, total BS with the rules. Anyway, I decided to talk with the GM, uh, being pretty friendly with him. I took him to some. I took him some Dutch courage. Dutch courage. Yeah. Too much. Clink. So he got he got drunk, Clink. and with friends around, decided to have a friendly chat. Oops. Why I'm full of Dutch courage. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Stu. I'm a big guy. Say. <laughs> and have always managed to do scary well. I made him cry before my friend Aww. stepped in. <laughs> and the four of us and GMs talked to him, finding out this was his first time GMing. Aww. And that he knew it had problems. He had fleshed out a complete story that we had bypassed and so was working on the fly, which he could not do well. Aww. We helped... Oh, yeah. yeah what a dick. <laughs> you're, you're a... Out of, I, I think it was called what not to do. Yes, or it, was, it was. How to not deal. Uh, we helped him with his potential fixes to make things work better and to get him past these problems. And also, don't single out the one female player in your group and make sure her character doesn't have clothes all the time. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing I hope you fixed. Yes. Uh, about a month later, the game died. <laughs> I was not proud of how I handled the situation. I hope the guy still GMs, because apart from giving us everything we could think of, he was a great GM. <laughs> okay. Uh, I decided... Well, he was a learning GM. He was a learning GM. Yeah. <laughs> I decided... Yeah, right. I decided to write in and say 
about the GMs making characters and romance in games. I found with this, the GM telling me what goes in my character, I found it hard to understand most of my character sheet and did not engage well with the system. I still feel a panic thinking about the Palladium systems, as well you should. So do we. (laughs) And also have no clue how most of it works. Neither do we. The other bit is the romance, and it has to be remembered that games do not happen in a vacuum. I did not let it be known to anyone, but there have been issues with an ex-girlfriend who I was with at the beginning of the game and the girl that had been in the game. This ex believed that I shouldn't spend time with any other girl and that gaming had caused problems. One game I had to describe the group as Alex, Anthony, and his girlfriend. I know this was just her batshit crazy coming out, but I love gaming and wanted to avoid an (laughs) argument every time I played. Keep up the podcast and just generally being great. Matthew, this is the longest email I've ever written, and there are many spelling and grammar errors. I am also just dyslexic, so screw you, judgy <laughs> bastards. PPS, down your drink. Woo-hoo. We got the gist of the email. Wow. We did. Nah, I was going to, but I'm like, I won't be able to drink it that fast. <laughs> well, I... It, he can. Thank you. It bugs me. Why? This bugs me. Why? Wow. Because I don't know what it is about role-playing games that makes a lot of people... Let me rephrase that. That makes some people think that it's perfectly okay to do things in a role-playing game that they would no more do in anywhere else. Well, it, like, gives, it gives them license to know. do those yeah. things. That's like, why. like, for instance, <laughs> you're a girl and your clothes ripped off and you don't have new ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd do that to you. <laughs> okay. In my head, yes. In your head and... I'm I always can't say the feelings not mutual. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, let's just get that out there right now. Sometimes when we touch. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, that, that, just, that just bugs me a little bit. Well, it should. But, I mean, I don't know how old they, they were when that happened, too. I mean, that's... Well, that, yeah, they could be like 12. <laughs> there is... I mean, there is yeah. awkward in yeah. the teen years. Yeah, there, there is awkward in the... You know, that's... That's 100% accurate. There is, <laughs> that all goes there, is, there is awkward in the it's 20s, even, too. There's, yeah. uh, there's awkward all over the there's place, yeah. Awkward and if you're a gamer, there's too. awkward in the 30s, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's still the awkward 40s, now, but... we figure it out. We've got that. Yeah. 40s. Well, usually by the 40s, we've had a marriage or two under our belts. <laughs> two. 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 Two marriages. Two <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. That's great. That's it. That's all of the emails. That's oh, you know what? Let me just let me just read one thing real quick. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this. Certainly. Because it, it, this deserves, because we kind of gave this guy shit last week. Did you? Um, this is from Von Scutenbaden. Yeah. Remember Von Scutenbaden uh-huh. last week? The guy that, that I said that he, his email was fake? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, Stork oh, was suspicious of something, we thought it was too. A, we thought he was a troll. Yeah. After but hearing, then you thought he wasn't. Huh? But then you thought he wasn't. I said, I thought maybe he wasn't. Okay. Right. After hearing that email on your show, I gotta say, man, I sound like a dick. <laughs> oh, that's e- terrible. We're the sorry. email was definitely more terse than it should have been, but I'm not going to make excuses. 
The way I dealt with the player was definitely more harsh than it should have been, and that's why I advise GMs admitting new players into their groups to definitely have that expectations conversation up front, which I was negligent in doing. The group that I have been gaming with, uh, the group that I have been gaming with, have been gaming together since we were kids, and we all have a rapport with each other, and that I suppose we just expected the new guy to fit in with us naturally. I made a mistake, and luckily I learned from it. Ding, ding, ding. I said that I am telling a story, not running a game, but I probably should have phrased that better. <laughs> I believe in collaborative story and the value. Do you want me to take, do I need to take your phone away? No, why? Tim. He, this was, he made the issue out of it. Do I need to pull mm. this podcast over? Mm. <laughs> uh, Are we there yet? <laughs> Uh, I believe in the collaborative story and the input of the players, so perhaps I should have said that we are telling a story. That we are telling a story. For example, in the current campaign, the PCs are all attending a winter court in the very northern province of Rokagon in Phoenix Lands, negotiating the return of a courtier from the Scorpion to the Crane for suspected use of Maho, which is blood magic. Five rings? Uh, during the negotiations, the courtier escapes the castle and the players are tasked with capturing him. Now the game prep that I had laid out, and admittedly over-prepped, said that the courtier was making a run for the northern border into the Yobanji territories uh, with the help of some members of the Bloodspeaker cell. Uh, my, so <laughs> he's guilty. Uh, my plan had been for the PCs to gain experience dealing with the Gaijin Especially because it was something different than I had never really ever really done before in the setting. I had even run an encounter against the group of Yobanji in which they attempted to abduct one of the PCs in order to tie the group together and to set up the story. However, one of my PCs asked to use the Phoenix Governor's Library to go over some maps, and, and after looking over the maps and doing some research, had come to the conclusion that the courtier was headed north uh, at, at all like... W- wasn't headed north at all like the map he accidentally left behind suggested, but instead was headed to the long-abandoned ruins of Shiro Chuda. Shiro Chuda was the ancestral home of the snake clan that was obliterated by the phoenix for their use of Maho on the outskirts of the phoenix lands and became convinced that the flight north was just a red herring. Of course, this player was right. Very good. Uh, His idea was vastly superior to mine, so that became the direction of the story, and we will see where it goes. I still don't think that RPG as a game, in the sense that there is no winning and losing, so much as it is varying degrees of success or failure over the course of the story. I also said that I will hand, hand wave rules. Yes, I will. However, I'm not really all that arbitrary about it. Generally, I'm willing to hand wave a rule. A rule it's because I don't think the die roll is necessary or impactful on the story. Oh, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, for example, I'm probably not going to have my PCs roll their hunting skill uh, to set up camp and light a fire. Unless the weather conditions demand it and the failure is going to have a significant impact on the story. Another example uh, is I might hand wave damage from falling. I detest what I call inconvenient character death and believe that if the PC is going to die in the game, the death should mean something. I agree Mm -hmm. with that too. Yeah. A PC dying because they fell down a flight of stairs is just poor storytelling and not very heroic. (laughs) 
I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> That's what's going to take Scully out. <laughs> That's what's going to take Tim out. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm with, gonna, his, with his big, thick-soled shoe. Big, thick, <laughs> no, no, no. It was normal. Foot. He just had big metal and leather. I just I knew a kid in elementary school who I, I I don't know if he had scoliosis or what, but like one of his shoes had a like an oh, yeah. extra big yeah. sole on it. And he only wore it for like a year or two. We all made fun of him, and then the next, then later he's on, in regular shoes again. I got made fun of so bad that really, yeah, that the teacher went off on my class for like forty-five minutes one day. Oh, and that made it worse, right? Oh my god! I was I was sitting in the back going, "Oh, don't do this, please! Oh, please don't do this! Oh, oh. Shut was this please just shut stop now?" All right. So when this happened, this was when you both had the patch and, and the cast, yeah, and crutches. <laughs> And they evidently heard some kids picking on me. Because in elementary school, why wouldn't you pick on a kid who's got crutches and a cast and an eye patch and glasses? That's what you do, right? Exactly. That's what you do. And a thick shoe. I didn't have a thick shoe. In my mind, you you had a thick shoe. Okay, fine. (laughs) Whatever. Evidently, they heard me getting making fun of, and they just decided to... You will note, I'm not making fun of this, by the way. I'm laughing at it, because the way you're telling, but I'm not making fun of it, because you don't punch down. (laughs) Making fun of that is punching down. That's why I made up the fake, the big thick shoe. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, with the scowl thing, okay, maybe that's getting a little like you're really saying, Dave, go for me, go for me, man. Stu will punch down all the time. (laughs) Stu Stu will punch down. That's, right. that's Stu punch down Venable. That's yes. <laughs> people play these games to be heroic, right? I also suppose people don't play uh, sto- don't play stories; they play games. I su- I suppose uh, I'll need to think about that. What I won't do is hand wave a PC's combat or skill rolls unless their success is guaranteed, or s- smash PCs with a prover- proverbial plot hammer. I Wait, really do. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, he said people play stories, but they don't play games. Is that- I say? suppose people don't play don't stories. Play stories. Oh, okay. They play games. Okay. I suppose I'll need to think about that. Generally speaking, I will lay out a plot and occasionally some plot hooks to further the story, but sometimes the players take them and sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for example, in my last session, the PCs were searching for a lost child in the Isawa Mori who ran when the village had come under attack by undead summoned by the fugitives they are chasing. During the search for the boy, they encounter a girl missing a sandal who appeared to have drowned in a small lake. All of the details were the opposite of what they were looking for. One of the players decided something was wrong and decided to fire an arrow into the girl, which shattered the illusion created by a kappa who was waiting where the girl was was to attack any anyone coming into the lake after her. The kappa had befriended the boy and was trying to protect him. Rather than fighting the Kappa, which is what I expected to happen, they negotiated with him and received information that the fugitives they were tracking were leading them directly into an Onibaba in Kuromori. Um, I, it's been a while since I played. I, I used to know what all of these things were. These are, these are monsters. Um, oh. At that point, the players were collectively like, fuck that noise, and decided to figure out another way to cut off the fugitives rather than have to deal with the Onibaba. Uh, I control... And, and monsters in L5R are fucking scary. Well, yeah. They're not like... It's not like, oh, we need to fight some kobolds. No. I mean, if you're fighting undead, you can get the taint, which... <laughs> right, exactly. Which, in game mechanics terms, it's really fucking horrible. 
I mean, you're 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 destined to. Well, it's supposed to be a a, a more realistic fantasy. It's it's not yeah. like D and D. It's but, supposed I to mean, be a little bit more where where monsters. If you come across, like you play D and D, and you're like, oh yeah, kobolds and orcs and you know ogres. Oh my, and it's no big deal. You just hack them down. But in a more realistic kind of fantasy setting, those things should be scary. I mean, they they should they I've, should. I have never had a party run away from a combat encounter before, except until L five R. And I, I ran L five R, and there were two trolls or ogres, but they're L five R trolls and ogres, which are like nineteen feet tall, and they never saw them. The party only heard them walking because it was like a boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And they got, got into a cart and rode away as fast as they could <laughs> because it was foggy and they couldn't see them, but they knew they were coming up them from a particular direction. So they got on their in their horse cart and went the opposite way. And with way. the other one, yeah. <laughs> and like, fuck this noise. Because, <clears throat> I mean, Elf, 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 Elf is also a very deadly game. And when you get hurt, you stay hurt yeah. for a long yeah, time. Yeah. And yeah, I control the setting and the NPCs, but how the players run their PCs is up to them. Regrettably, in the first email, I attempted to sum up months of frustration between me and this new player in a few paragraphs and would definitely agree it came off very poorly, that I came off very poorly. I do try to keep the story moving and definitely avoid rules debates mid-session. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, But with that being said, and we've all been playing L5R for years and the rules mechanics are pretty straightforward. Uh, the same cannot be said when we run play games like Cyberpunk, Savage Worlds, Pirates, or the Spanish Pirates of the Spanish Main. God forbids rifts, etc. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> during those games, rule books are flying like a horde of pissed off Africanized bees. Uh, I or, will or hornets or, or hornets. hornets. <laughs> yeah, going after the guy with the thick shoe. <laughs> I will assure Hop, you as he hobbles away on his crutches. <laughs> oh God, the pain! Oh God, it hurts! The stings. <laughs> Go lift up the rock. Hey, Sally, go lift up the rock. Ten bucks, dude. Cash money, ten bucks. Did you fall for that? I will watch the the next episode. Just to see. Wait, there you go. It can't be in the next episode. It has to be enough, far enough ahead that he forgets about this conversation. All all I have to say is this, okay? You know, in in the GURPS rule books where they talk about disadvantages and they say, like, don't stack up so many disadvantages because then you get the one, like, in my head, I just picture myself back then. You know, because I got cast eighty-five points eight, in disads. Yeah, eighty-five points in disads. That's I was I was the poster child for too many GURPS disads. <laughs> right in in elementary school. Did you have allergies? I will assure you that no, the, but I had bronchitis. <laughs> I will assure you that the first email was definitely not fake, but was a brief summary of what was actually what, what was taking place. The confession was mostly most definitely how harshly I dealt with this player who has become a very good friend. I think as a GM and as a player, we had to learn to trust each other, and we have. I do enjoy your podcast daily, since I have uh, I have the massive backlog, and I have definitely started gaining <laughs> some pretty good ideas from, from your show. Aww. Keep up the aw- awesome podcast. Sincerely, the Venerable Von Scutenboden from St. Louis, Missouri. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nice email. Yes. I wanted to read that since we, we almost maligned him last time. He's like, oh no, I wasn't, I swear to God. I'm a real boy. (laughs) I'm not a troll. Yeah. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. (sighs) Yeah, Rokai just about bled out from a scratch from fighting a taint zombies. That's true, he did. (laughs) Tell me about the taint zombies. And that's what took him out. That's what took his character out. 
because we we like flashed forward ahead and the and the the game ended, or the the, the second season began with Rokai's uh, funeral, mm. because his character died because he would he had been taken up, you know the taint had overcome him by a taint zombie. And the taint had overcome yes. I know that that joke the has been done had swelled so many times, <laughs> but I, I, I just... I think so, it went... <laughs> last year, right around Halloween time, I, we had gone to, like, the local costume shop. And, of course, you know, there's all, you know, I'm a, I'm a sexy gynecologist. Right? I'm a sexy I'm a bookkeeper. And all that. Yeah. As, as, God is my, as God is my witness, him. <laughs> there was a costume, and it said on it, Sexy the taint samurai? fairy. I swear to God, the taint fairy. And you're thinking, who thought that was a good idea? Because um, uh, the taint fairy. There's uh, a costume no. designer okay, who had played Urban Dictionary, L5R. There's a Grundle fairy. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were trying to make it, you know, like you know, like you know, like the dark vampire-y kind of, mm-hmm. you know, bar sinister kind of stuff. And the whole point being is that they figure, oh, we'll just call it, you know, the taint fairy. fairy. (sighs) As Lloyd said earlier, uh, folks should still go on the forums and vote for what game you should run next. Yes. Because they Uh, are tied again. Are they? They're tied again? They are tied again, he said. What are they tied tied between? L5R. Mm -hmm. And GURPS. And And, GURPS. Well, the L5R game is going to be, it's going to be an Inukai game. With a different clan, I will not reveal what the clan is, but it's going to be basically. There's been some intermarriaging happening, mm-hmm. happening, and there's a group of Inokai within a different clan. I you voted for tell. werewolf. Oh, did you? I, I did. I would. I thought, so did. Uh, I thought that would have been fun. Entirely different players from the vampire game. Yeah. So that the players can intercross from yeah. one game to the other and not have someone playing two characters. Yeah, I was totally down with that, but I was like, I'm going to vote for one of the ones that's in the lead. Nah. I, no, I had to vote for GURPS Red Dawn. Yeah. Like Red Dawn. Right. Red Dawn. Wolverines! Things are different now. Right. Right? I voted... It's my favorite line America Stands movie. Alone. What? I voted L5R. Did you? Okay. Yeah. John Milius is such a fucking nut. John Milius is the guy who wrote and directed Red Dawn. The first one? Yeah. Okay. He's also the one who, like, he was a contemporary of Coppola and Lucas and all the USC film guys. Uh-huh. And he's the one who wrote the original draft for uh, Apocalypse Now. And he also did Conan the Barbarian, by the way. Okay. So okay. you, you <coughs> mentioning these things, you start to see the kind of mentalities. Right. So they, in the, in the documentary for Hearts of Darkness, they talk about how they had originally came up with it. And... One of them, Coppola starts talking. No, it was George Lucas. George Lucas who produced it. He goes, yeah, John had this great idea that we were actually going to shoot it in, in Vietnam. And that George Lucas kind of deadpan voice. You know, John <laughs> that has would a be way a little being, dangerous when that happened. No, oh, yeah, because the, the war was still going on. It was, it was like 69 when they yeah. were first talking. And then it cuts to John Millis, who's all visibly excited. He goes, we would have been right there in time for Tet. It would have been amazing to film it. And he was thinking, are you out of your Jesus fucking Christ. mind? You're nuts. John Millius, I love him to death, but he he's the first person to say in, in like an interview where it is not a gu- you know, it is not a paranoid that has a gun in every room. It is the guy who only owns one and he takes it to the bathroom with him. And he laughs in the interview, he goes, like I do. And like, <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> right. Ah. But I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to go go and find minis that are the same size as all of the the Russian army that I've just painted for mm-hmm. Team Yankee. Nice. And so everyone will have little minis. They'll be little oh. tiny ones. But I'll have all of the tanks and all of the Soviet equipment oh, I need. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be cool. If that's the game that ends up getting run. And I'll go by whatever the forum says. So go to happyjacks.org slash forum. Yeah. On the top line, you can go into Stu's next game, and there's a poll there, and you can pick which one you and, want. And rock How your, long is that going to be up vote. Uh, another couple, another week Ooh. or so. But yeah, I guess they're they're tied again. Yeah, that's what, yep. I've never run. Well, I, I ran the. F- I run. I don't think I've ever run a GURPS actual play. You did. Yeah, the you the one. There was short. Se- how many sessions? The one. It wasn't. Uh, your D and D video. It wasn't your, face mic. Yeah, your D and D fourth yeah. game became GURPS for a while. I thought. I, did we didn't no, record didn't you, that though? You did ran we? a game for listeners. Wasn't that? I ran one. Yeah, yeah I ran one for listeners. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think we recorded the. Oh, D&D I don't think 4E. you did. That's right. No. You didn't. Nope. No. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should call it because before we do, let me do it. As I said, dope. our yeah. our Kickstarter ends uh, Wednesday fifteenth. Uh, again, Bedlam Hall, Monkey Fun Studios, cool. find us. And again, the video that will be going out Sunday night will be our last video, and that will feature Ali from you know. You shall. Right. I am. That's right. Excellent. All right, let me close this oh, out. Is that it? Was that my new lamp? That's my new lamp. The new one? No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Thank you for joining us for season 19, episode 1 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. <laughs> I'm the other Dave. I am Pro B10. Shut up, Tim. Uh, and remember. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh wow! <laughs> no show next Friday. Um, we have a, we have a gig. Come, Come to and the see Boggards. us. Come and see us. dot com slash yeah. tickets. No matter what you do on St. Patrick's Day, be safe, uh, drink responsibly, and get a cab if you need. That's right. Christmas or Eve. Uber or Lyft it. Thank you very much. We'll leave the song. of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.